0: He doesn't go to the corner store and talk a big game about it. He doesn't have
1: to. No, he doesn't have to. He knows. He knows. It's confidence. It's he, confidence in your game.
0: He knows. He doesn't have to brag. You're going to cut all this out, Clay. No, I'm keeping it. In. This is great. <laughs>
1: To another edition of Racing to the Middle podcast, that you know probably would still have a career if it wasn't for nepotism, but it wouldn't be as much fun. As always, I'm your host uh, Clay Hiller, and with me is my good friend and yours, Hayden Gilbert. Hayden, say hi to the people.
0: Hi, but I'm not your friend. (laughs) Well, I'm your friend, but I'm not all their friends.
1: Ah, look, I don't know who they are. Hey, we got to create a parasocial relationship so people will actually want to listen to us. Like, a that's how this works. parasitic relationship. Parasocial, you asshole.
0: Okay, hi, everybody. We're all best friends.
1: <laughs> God, don't you know how, like, anything on the internet works? Don't you know how you, like, what you no. have to do to create content on the internet?
0: No, I'm not good at branding.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not either. But, you know, I can fake it a little bit.
0: mm-hmm Anyway. Speaking of faking it, uh, no, I, I have nothing for that, uh, <laughs> Speaking of
1: bad segues, Hayden, <laughs> hey, we're here to watch the the movie Moonstruck, but uh, first, like, what's been going on with you this week?
0: Oh, man, you know, just nothing. Now, no, I, I'm trying to think. So, I finally finished my watch through of the Hammer Dracula's. I had watched all the Hammer Frankenstein's. Now I finish all the Hammer Dracula's with Christopher Lee. Mm-hmm. And uh, wow, they really, uh, they really go downhill. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine they're, that they do.
0: So, so the Hammer Frankenstein's are pretty interesting because they're wildly different movie to movie, and they're all pretty good, like consistently pretty good. And Peter Cushing's just amazing. Mm-hmm. And the Hammer Dracula's. They all pretty much run together to a certain extent, but the quality varies. And so that was pretty fun for a while. But then the last two movies of the franchise, they just give up the ghost and they stop being period gothic movies. Right. And they're just like 70s movies with uh, Christopher Lee's Dracula in them. And it's not as exciting as that sounds. And the last okay, one, yeah. the last one is a movie about. It, it's basically set up to be like a spy thriller, with Peter Cushing's Van Helsing as not really a James Bond, but sort of like the hero type, and then but like a spy hero type, and then Christopher Lee is Dracula, and he's making a plague that will wipe out the world because Dracula's tired of living and he's just bitter and he wants to destroy the world. Oh, it's so, not. So it's, not so, good.
1: so it's just the plot to Castlevania three.
0: And Maybe, also the, I've never played it. also
1: the Castlevania um, TV series on Netflix.
0: Maybe, I've never played it. But it uh, The Satanic Rites of Dracula is not a good movie, and I'm disappointed by that. Yeah. So other, other than that, I've just been uh, working and um, yeah. literally have nothing to say about that, so.
1: Okay, yeah. Uh, How about you, Clay? Well, uh, you know, I've just been enjoying, you know, uh, some time off, which has been nice and and working from home this, this last week, which was good. Uh, I will say this, I've been on a real like, um, samurai flick, uh, stretch, like, Mm. which has been fun. Um, I don't, Mm. I don't know how familiar you are with this, but have you ever seen the movies by Akira Kurosawa, Yojimbo and Senjuro?
0: No, I've been interested, but I've never seen any uh, Kurosawa.
1: Oh, dude, like you, you need to like, especially like Yojimbo and Senjuro, because like, those are like, for sure, his two most fun movies. Hmm. Because like, like, um, Yojimbo, I'm sure you're at least somewhat familiar with because it's the movie that Sergio Leone, like ripped off to make a fistful of dollars. And Mm -hmm. so it's got like a fun Western kind of like feel to it. Mm -hmm. And then Sinjuro is also, like, kind of fun and is kind of... I'm not going to say it's a comedy, but it's, like, a funny action movie to an extent that Mm -hmm. also heavily features, like, Japanese political intrigue.
0: Hmm. That's interesting.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and so, so like, they're both really good movies, but the reason why I decided to watch them is I saw this video uh, on YouTube where it was, like, talking about how a mistake... In a, in a Kurosawa movie, basically created a whole aesthetic design from, like, after the 60s. Mm-hmm. And so the scene in question, and, and the thing you have to know about Kurosawa is that he was a meticulous, like, perfectionist when it came to his films. Like, he had a very distinct vision about how everything should look, and if you didn't do it right, he'd make you do it the way he wanted it. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's all kinds of stories, I'm not going to go into them here, like, you know, I can, uh, you know, I'll, I'll link the video. Um, what you know, is the, the
0: mistake? I'm
1: getting to it. So in the movie Sanjuro in the final duel between like one of the main bad guys and uh, Toshiro Mifune's uh, Sanjuro character. Hopefully I pronounced his name. Wrong. I'm never sure how to pronounce his name. I don't want to be like Toshiro Mif- Mifune, like a fucking yokel. I don't know I'm probably putting too much like stank on it but whatever anyway Sanduro, the Sandro characters is facing off against the big final boss character so to speak and like mm. he goes they have this duel and it's like one big quick cut and like the guy's standing there and then all of a sudden he just explodes with like fake blood everywhere and everybody's like shocked and surprised and like the guy mm. falls over. it turns out like the plan was they put a hose up through the guy's costume and that was going to like spray out like just a moderate amount of blood like un- like what would be like a normal amount of blood for this kind of scene but apparently the like props department turned up the uh turned up the pressure too much and it just basically exploded out of the guy, almost knocked him to his to, to the ground. And, like, you can actually see, like, when the blood starts coming out, he's, like, tensing up because he's trying to hold himself up so he doesn't just completely fall over in a comical bloodshed and the whole props department is freaking out thinking oh god we just ruined this shot and we're all gonna get fired by kurosawa and like there like everybody knew there was only going to be one take of the scene because he wanted to make sure that all the actors reactions were like genuine Mm -hmm. so everybody's freaking out like we can't have a second take because that's going to ruin like his whole vision for it like the surprise is going to be gone we're all fucked and then kurosawa just gets finished he's like oh Yeah, that's way better than what I was thinking. Yeah, we're done. Let's go home. (laughs) And just kept it. He kept the mistake, even though he's known for, you know, making sure everything is fucking perfect. Mm -hmm. And so anytime you've ever seen like a character die in a anime or a Tarantino flick and like they just explode with like gallons of blood out of them, you have a mistake on a Kurosawa film to thank for it.
0: I'm watching the scene right now.
1: (laughs) Well, this is some good content.
0: Well, hold on. Just keep talking. They're about—they're standing off right now. I'm waiting to see because I—I want to see how much blood. I'm sorry. Yes. This really is. This scene is longer than I thought it was going. Oh, to be. Oh
1: yeah, no, it's very long because it's a very tense scene. Oh,
0: well, I have the volume off. Okay. <laughs> All right, hold on. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, right. It just oh my explodes god. with blood. <laughs> 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 He, that he is looks
1: like his, his blood pressure so is like much blood. through the roof. <laughs> and the guy's
0: face. Yeah. yeah. The guy's face is like... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah, that's no, great. Um, I worked on a movie one time and there was a blood effect and it messed up and it uh, fucking sucked because they wound up just doing... Uh, we were like, we can reset. We can do it again. And they were like, nah, we'll just do CGI blood. <laughs>
1: did it look as bad as um uh, the I'm, blood effects in uh in jujitsu?
0: No, because whenever I wound up watching the movie, they wound up just like cutting around it.
1: <laughs> so they had it's they just, did a
0: better just job like than like jujitsu. Yeah, it's just like a gunshot and then like <laughs> and then it just like cuts to somebody's face wound. <laughs> Uh anyway. Hey, yeah. how many movies have we done for Cage so far? Uh we have done we
1: did um, Spider-Verse, Time to Kill, Red Rock West, Jujitsu um, Jiu-Jitsu, Kill Chain, um, Wild at Heart, Wild at Heart, and
0: Deadfall and now this. So we're on 8 movies? Dang it. I was hoping we could go ahead and rank them. No,
1: not we're not we're not to ranking them yet. Yeah, okay. yeah, we still got two. We got to do two more. We got to do we got to do this mo- week's movie, which is Moonstruck, and then we got to do our next turd. Which uh, let me let me. I'm gonna go look and see what that is. Just I'm not gonna tell you what it is because of that's... of course can't tell you what it is. But I'm just gonna go see. Is it is it a good one?
0: Is it a good turd or a bad one? <laughs> I feel like we've been watching a lot of stinkers in a row. <laughs> well, we did we did um, we did watch
1: like. The 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 record is going to come out. We did right. the way the the way the podcast actually released is the the viewers the listeners are going to have to listen to the episode on time to kill on time to kill and then uh, Jitsu right back to back. But we did right. watch jujitsu then deadfall in recording. Right. So like yeah. yeah, we're kind of a little we're a little off. Uh,
0: I'm excited. Uh, let's let's talk about moonstruck. Yeah. It oh, is- what were you going What were you going to say?
1: You went. Um, it is moonstruck, right? <laughs> yeah, is the next one we're doing. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> I kept getting it confused with the with the Bruce Willis TV show, Moonlight, I think.
0: Oh, that- Moonlighting?
1: Moonlighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, okay, is that so a movie? Okay. I don't know, man. Like
0: the the stinker, okay, so the stinker, the next stinker, is it one that we've act- that I've actually heard of or is it just some random ass stinker?
1: Um, probably not. No, it's not a good one. <laughs> yeah there is the possibility um we might have so a no more. Bangkok, fun one.
0: it's no bangkok danger
1: no no it's not um our friend uh shoes robinson or the guy who does our uh theme songs has been talking about coming on the podcast with us and uh he wants to do um he wants to do knowing so we might do that next who knows thank we'll
0: god i i genuinely like knowing yeah <laughs>
1: yeah, so so we that might be the next one if we can get the schedules worked out. Okay. So so yeah, Hayden. Um, what do we, what do we have to say about Moonstruck?
0: I've always wanted to see this. Yeah. I I I love Nick Cage. I love Cher. Uh, oh yeah, Cher is amazing. Yeah, and I,
1: I haven't seen as much of her work as an actress, but like as a as a you know musician, like the singer, like she mm. is phenomenal
0: yeah i mean like as a kid my mom always had cassettes of Cher going on so yeah i I have an affinity for Cher yeah okay and so this is kind of like my first impression of this movie this is a little like uh remember back in the days whenever young hayden thought that boogie nights was saturday night fever okay (laughs) Remember when I told you that? I don't remember that, but I, sure. I got I got the titles mixed up, and so oh, I was like, okay. I want to see John Travolta dancing. I checked out Boogie Nights, because oh, Blockbuster didn't have the cover. It just said, it just said the name of the that's movie right. on it. I checked it out, and I was like, this is not what I thought it was, but this is a great movie. Yeah. I can't remember. I don't remember how. Uh-huh. But someone had convinced me long ago that Nicolas Cage turns into a werewolf in this movie. And I know that that's not true because I've never seen, but I've never seen the movie, so uh-huh. I'm holding out hope that you uh, know. You know, to that be
1: fair, my he understanding does. about this movie is I think I think Nick Cage talks about it in his in his like GQ interview where he talks about like his most iconic roles. I mm. think this is the movie where he like talks about how there's an element of like the classic uh, like French. Uh, version of the beauty and the beast in the character. Yes, okay. So like yeah. it's not werewolf per se, but I feel like the idea of the 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 inherent beast of man is is a part of this movie. Like that's an inherent Hey, you're winning
0: me over already. Yeah, I mean, it's great. I mean, look. Actually, you don't have to win me over. I'm excited for this one.
1: uh, Oh, man, I already put them up. But, uh, hey, I got to be honest with you. Like, I was so excited to watch this movie that um, it's one of my. Yeah, you bought the Criterion, Yeah, no, no. This is one of my Criterion collection purchases of the year on their half off sale. Nice. Did you watch it on Criterion already? Not yet. No, no, no. Okay, I was going to.
0: I was had gonna to watch, ask how I looked and everything.
1: I had to watch Deadfall first.
0: Ugh. Yeah, I have yeah. a uh, I have a shitty a, DVD of it, but it, I really should have picked it up whenever Criterion was yeah, doing a sale.
1: Yeah, that's a that's an excellent sale. I love it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, Hayden, remind me. Do we do anything else before we go watch the movies?
0: I, I don't think so. I think we're okay. good, right? So I, I, I guess don't remember our format at all. I though. never do either. <laughs> we're very bad at podcasting Yeah, we're not very good at this No,
1: no, no, no But then again, I feel like that's kind of the charm of podcasts Like, they're all very, like, even the people Like, yeah. like Mark Merritt, even, like, he's a guy who, like, basically I'm not going to say he's the first podcast But he's got to be one of the first people to actually get a super popular podcast But yeah. that, guy, that guy also makes his podcast at times sound like, you know Hey, we're just we're just guys in a room. We're just, you know, we're just talking in a mic, you know, for people to listen to. Ah, lock the case. Well, I, mean,
0: I mean people can people can shit talk uh, uh, people can shit talk like if I hear one more podcast, it's just a few friends who think they're funny. It's like I'm going to be honest. Those are the only podcasts that I find worthwhile. Right? Like, that
1: is that is what a I podcast
0: is. Yeah. I don't, I don't go to podcasts for like lectures uh, unless no. I'm, unless I'm very interested in like something I want to learn. Oh
1: from. no. Okay. I'll say this. The hardcore history guy, like the only problem with that podcast is like all of his good stuff is behind a paywall, which that fucking sucks. But yeah. like I did, before, we should start before... doing that by the way. <laughs> we're going to put, wait, we're going to put all our podcasts behind a paywall.
0: No, just the good ones. <laughs>
1: What good ones?
0: The really funny ones.
1: Which ones are those, Hayden? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Look. (laughs) Uh, We probably just made an enemy out of Mark Uh, Barrett. He's never
0: going to hear this. He's never going
1: to hear about this.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Lock the gates. I shit my pants. (laughs) Oh, God. He's here, Clay. (laughs) Oh, God. He's shitting in my pants, Clay. (laughs) Oh, God.
1: I actually like Mark Barron though.
0: I'm coming for your <laughs> pants, Clay.
1: <laughs> Boomer lives. <laughs> All right, let's just go watch Moonstruck. God damn, Let's go watch
0: Moonstruck. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, we'll be back in a second. Don't go away. Alright, and we're back So, Hayden, I gotta I got tell you I was... Oh man, I was looking forward to this one so bad
0: Yeah, I was too I remember when I was working for a, a movie theater company We did a lot of, like, parties for movies And, um... We did Moonlighting, Moonlighting, we did Moonstruck, <sighs> <Yeah>. and...
1: <laughs> I, I, I almost did that a couple times, yeah. so well, glad it was you and not
0: me. We showed Mo- Moonstruck for uh, last Valentine's Day, and... Uh, oh, that'd be good. Yeah, and, and I had never seen it, I kind of wanted to sit on it, but I was running projection that day yeah. so I didn't get to, and, dude, can, can we go ahead and say, it? this movie's amazing? It's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. Like is there th- this is a perfect movie. Yeah. I
1: don't know how else to describe it. It's just perfect. Like It's one script- of
0: those I, I mean, it's not like I mean, it's in no way a traditional movie. It's it's one of those movies that you just love to live in while you're watching it. Yes. And, and everybody Hey, Everywhere they go to sit down, they've they've got the little they've got the little coffees and the little cups yeah, on the little plates, yeah. and you're like, oh, oh, I, I want to be sitting in that diner. Do right we now. just
1: do we just want to do we just want to be adopted by an Italian family? Is that what's happening here? Should... yes. <laughs> let's just go to New York. Let's you and me.
0: Let's go to New York. Let's find okay. some
1: nice Italian like Italian American ladies, marry them, and, and and move in with their family.
0: I want to see if you agree with me on this. When I watch a movie like Moonstruck...
1: Okay. What, I guess here's the question. What do you mean by Moonstruck? Like, what do you mean by a movie like Moonstruck? Just,
0: hold on just a second. Okay. When okay, I watch okay. a movie like this one... Okay. I, 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 I never understand this to begin with, but I uh-huh. am baffled why anyone would ever choose la over new york given the opportunity
1: oh i mean just
0: the the culture the the always wearing a jacket you know it's a movie version of new york i know but but why i mean i just want to live in movie new york yeah and even even the best the, the movies about la that make it look amazing and not like a nightmare they don't even compare
1: no they no 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 no. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, if I was going to live in, like, a big, like, one of the big three cities, it, it'd be, like, New York number one. And honestly, honestly, I'd rather live in Chicago over L.A. Yeah, I don't oh, want to live definitely. in L.A. I don't want to live no, in LA. L.A.
0: Have you ever been to L.A.?
1: No, I don't. I've really. only
0: been once. It sucks, and I don't ever, yeah, like it's, ever it's, want it's, to go it's, back.
1: <clears throat> it's a big city, but it kind of has similar issues to where we're from, where it's just urban sprawl
0: yes like nothing's close yeah
1: it, nothing's close to
0: each other everyone is intimidatingly attractive
1: yeah oh we like would we not do well there
0: we stopped by an in and out and the people pounding those in and out burgers and like animal fries were like way hotter than i've ever been in my entire life or ever will be and i was like yeah. it's like i, like, I want to leave yeah yeah no
1: i would not do well there i an look, unpleasant look experience. i put it like this I'm not even good enough to be like LA character actor, okay? Uh huh. Like, even character actors look better than me, and I'm just like, no. I don't want I don't want to live in that. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, yeah. I just no, I, I I don't know. It's something about movie New York. It's yeah. so romantic. Oh, it's great. You
1: know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it's it is it is an artifice, though. We have to admit, it's an artifice.
0: And I know you have this movie on Criterion. Mm-hmm. I only have the old I guess MGM put it out or whoever, whoever put it out. I have the old DVD and I looked online and Criterion has a lot of cool special features on it, but they didn't port this over. There's a really cool special feature and it comes with a little menu inside the DVD case Uh of like, of like how to, um, and like three different dishes Uh and like recipes, how to make them. Oh wow. And yeah. And there's a special feature on the DVD that I have. It's like an interactive map of little Italy and you can go to six different food hotspots. and uh, i forget his name but he's like this uh, he's kind of like this grease ball like like the grease ball version of Casey Kasem. and yeah. he like walks you through each of these locations and they little their little videos and one of them is a restaurant where they straight up show you how to like make a few dishes it's so awesome that's like, cool that's yeah, it's it's actually really kinda cool. cool
1: i think what's funny is i i just realized i i have a weird connection to this movie uh-huh. And it's because of, like, the infamous quote from this movie, which is where um, Cher slaps Nick Cage twice and then, like, tells him, snap out of it! You yeah. know, like, after they have sex the first time, and he, like, admits uh-huh. to being in love with her. Yeah. I just, like, as I was watching that movie, I realized that that, that scene and a couple other scenes were included in, a, like, a trailer for MGM VHS movies. Yeah. From the like late nineties, early two thousands, and uh-huh. and like you remember how like I think a couple episodes ago I mentioned how I had all of the the James Bond movies on VHS. Uh huh. Oh, but that okay. little trailer thing was on every single one of them. I remember so that. So every yeah. single movie, every time I watched a, a, a James Bond movie, that clip would play. I mean that that trailer would play, and I that that clip is like burned forever into my memory. And then I'm like. Oh, it's this movie! And I was like, "This movie's great."
0: This movie it, can can we say it's the Clay? Is this movie the Last Jedi of romantic comedies because it just subverts every expectation that you have and winds up being a a lovely feel good kind of. Movie. Actually, I can't remember if Last Jedi is feel good, but like
1: it's not it really just, feel good, but it is like it subverts expectations and well, it's just just, an just the, way that, oh, like, the way that every conflict is like. I'll say the way that
0: every conflict is. Kind of like uh diffused yeah. in like a very lovely kind of way yeah. and it's it's very delightful. Yeah. I was I was just reminded of all the all the times during Last Jedi or so, oh god, I brought it back to Star Wars. But like like a some something that's uh you know, subverts your expectations and let's say Um, Knives Out Because that's another Mm, Ryan Johnson movie mm. That that you're expecting it To go one way And then it Goes another way That would be Anticlimactic Yeah But at the same time You're you're just like Won over by it Yeah
1: No it's kind of Yeah no No exactly Like Yeah no I want to talk about Knives Out That's a good movie
0: That is a good movie We shouldn't
1: do that right now We should talk about Moonstruck
0: Let's do Anna Diarmas Next season (laughs) No we can't do that It'd be too embarrassing (laughs) I'd just be drooling the whole time.
1: And as we have established, you are a pig.
0: Oink oink, baby.
1: <laughs> that is, every time she's mentioned so far, you make some comment about how you have a, a big Hollywood crush on her, mm-hmm. and I call you a pig, and you say oink oink every time. It doesn't yeah, fail. It's,
0: yeah, it's it's our it's my that's a,
1: shtick. That's your shtick. Uh, yeah. Okay, let's go back to the movie. Yeah. Please. It's great. It's so good. Hey, dude, much like, I think it's great that you mentioned Last Jedi, because much like Last Jedi, I kind of <laughs> just wanted to watch this movie again. Yeah. I immediately finished it, and I was just kind of like, Let's put it on Damn. right now.
0: Let's just do a commentary for it.
1: <laughs> Let's just do a watch-along right now. That's just yeah. all this is. The, the I hate to say it, folks. This episode is probably going to be pushing another three-hour bit, but that's only because we're going to watch it in that tired 90-minute movie. And, yeah. then just and it'll be it.
0: mostly silent because we'll just be enjoying it. Yeah,
1: again. we'll just be enjoying such a lovely movie. Like, that's what's it's great about it. This movie is just absolutely lovely. Everything it about it is lovely. Cher's lovely. Her 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 mom is lovely. Every
0: her, dude, everyone. I don't dislike anyone in the movie. No, everybody is like nice. Even like
1: her 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 fiance is kind of a putz, but like. Ah, uh, he means well.
0: He's a lovable dope.
1: Yeah, he is a dope. He is a dope. But he's so lovable. Like, ah, uh, how can you not Danny like that Danny
0: Aiello? Yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm glad you went for that one, because I was looking at that like, I'm going to fuck that last name up.
0: No, I, uh, I yeah, I, I remember him, I guess, mostly from Jacob's Ladder, but yeah. yeah. No, he's, I mean, I, I'm I, not kidding everyone. Even even when, uh, even when even uh, when Martin Crane, Frazier's dad, pops in and, like, steals kind of steals the show for a second. It's he just does. And you think you're going to hate that guy because like in the beginning
1: he's he so uh-huh. he's at a he's at he's basically uh, the the one of the opening scenes of the movie is shares with Danny Aiello and they're they're like at dinner and and his character proposes to her and like she's you know she basically makes them do it in a very traditional way. He doesn't have a ring so he gives her her pinky ring. Uh-huh. But like right before that happens, like you see uh, Pat, no, wait. Oh God, damn it! I forgot. What's his first name? It's, it's, his last name's Mahoney. Uh,
0: John. John, John yeah,
1: John Mahoney. You see him and like this young. He's with this young woman and she like throws water in his face and storms out. Mm. And like I was like, oh fuck! I saw his name in the credits. I was like, you know, I was excited to see fucking Martin Crane. Yeah. And now he's a piece of shit. But then he shows up later in the movie and like he's kind of a piece of shit. But no. he fucking wins you over. No, he's a professor dating his students. That's okay. a piece of shit. Okay, okay, okay. But okay. he wins you over because, like, he runs into Cher's mom. And, like, he kind of falls for
0: her. He's... Okay, so the he's only kind of, way... He's the of, only goes, way I would defend this is... He's like a, he's like a lovable dirty dog, where, yeah. like... He's not. He's not like. No, what I'm doing isn't bad, and, and he's like taking advantage of them. That's true. He is straight yeah. up like, no, yeah. I like the way they look at me and the way it makes me feel that's like true. the man I always but wanted. But that's, that's to
1: what I'm be. saying, though. That's what I'm saying. He wins you over. Yes, because he's a piece of shit. He should be a piece mm, of shit. He's a
0: he's a dirty dog, but he's lovable. <laughs> you can't help but just kind of scratch him behind you know the ears. You know you're like you're, like, you're like, like, you're a dirty dog. It's kind of
1: like whenever. It's kind of like when my dog gets in the trash, and I'm just like, ah, oh, you little bastard. But yeah. like then I like I go up to him and I like give him a, like you said give him a scratch by the ears all like, guys. You and I like yeah. just like oh you little bastard. Like <laughs> yeah. I call it a little bastard but like uh, I can't say that. He, he, That's how he is. Just, he's a little bastard yeah. but like and like like you're right. No, the way He's a little scamp, dude. He's a little scamp.
0: Yeah.
1: It's a little creepy but you know like in context I, I don't know. Ways. That
0: I mean that little conversation he has with Cher's mom is just like heartbreak. Like very yeah. quietly heartbreaking yeah. but oh this movie's good it's uh, so i mean good.
1: also share yeah. is it delightful in this movie
0: okay yeah like I, I just want to say clay yeah I have always uh, I think we both always like share
1: uh, i i'm not like no I mean I like share oh. but like it's she's not like she was never like in the top I always had respect for share mm-hmm. and I'm starting to realize I think I like share
0: no, I I I think I mentioned this on the past, but like, oh yeah, my mom used to drive around with like share cassettes and CDs yeah. and stuff, yeah, and so like I always liked share, yeah, and then uh and then like you know I saw her in a few movies growing up, uh and then I don't remember I I can't remember, but uh yeah, but like I, I don't know I've always had a big crush on share and yeah. she is just uh she's just like an angel. Oh,
1: like, she's she's so perfect in this. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, I, I understand, I understand why Nick Cage's character falls for her, like, immediately, because I'm in love with her. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, no, oh, yeah. no, 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 this is not, this is not, this is not, like, just typical, like, you know, you see an attractive person in Hollywood, and you're just like, oh, yeah, no, that person's, like, attract you know, whatever. Like, that person's not. no, 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 I'm in love with Loretta, uh, uh, oh, it what's her last, what's the character's last name? Has to marry. There's so there, like there's three there's like three different people in this movie that all have C like Italian names that that start with C. It's like Castorini. I think uh-huh. it's Castorini. I, yeah, I think you're that, right. that sounds right. Yeah, but yeah, no, I'm in love with Loretta Castorini. Like she is. Yeah.
0: She she is the apple of our eyes. Yeah, like she's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Like. But, I mean. I'm, I'm gonna fight you over. <laughs> Look, it's
1: 2016. Maybe we could just form like a thruple, like a, it's a polycule. Hold on. Right, no, you wait. Just,
0: you just reverted back four years, Clay. <laughs> that's how he's bad. He's out. He's out. He's out of office, and you're pretending like it never happened. That's what it start yeah. over. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. 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 <laughs> that's what's gonna happen. What we need to have happen. This is we're just fixing the timeline. We're all gonna wake up. On January 20th, and we're going to be thinking it's 2021, but it's really going to be January uh, 20th 2016 on 2017.
0: Do you have early onset dementia? Why did you go to 2016?
1: <laughs> I'm tired and I'm drunk. <laughs> I got, I drank before the, I, today was my last day before my winter break and I went out and I got a little, I got a little, nice. I got, a, I got deep in the cups at 12 in the afternoon.
0: Oh, that sounds lovely. Oh, it was
1: wonderful. It was great. Uh, dude,
0: I had to... Uh, Watching... Because that's the thing is like... Uh, I mentioned that special feature earlier, but like... Yeah. That's just part of the movie. It's like... It's a very... Uh, it's a very um, tactile sensory movie because it's it's all about everything going on around them. So, yeah. There's so many drinks and foods in the movie. Yeah. And you... That's part of like... You just want to live in it for a, yeah. for like... Yeah. However long. Yeah. And... I don't, dude. I was just craving spaghetti.
1: Like, I, I
0: was just craving something Italian, so had to had to rush yeah. home, and uh, that's why we started a little bit late tonight. That's
1: all right. So. That's all right, man. I don't blame you. That was, I I just had chicken wings for lunch, or, no, no, for dinner. <laughs> I, was, I was having I'm
0: wings, up. dude. I just had some this movie, wings. This movie got me in the mood for wings. <laughs> it's
1: not even. That's not even the the movie that got me in the mood. I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm hungry. I need something quick to eat. Let me go get some. Let me go get a wing stop and get some wings.
0: Now, I mean, I, I know this. The, this episode is is less structured than our last episodes, which is saying something. Yeah. But it, it's you know it's hard to because I mean we we just came away really really digging the movie. Yeah, so. and
1: and I don't want to like I don't want to like go into a no, recap because yeah. let's like, no, no, just no. go watch the movie. There are a few things I do want to talk about.
0: First, for off, sure. I, I was going to ask, did you want to get to Nick Cage or save him for a little bit?
1: Let's save it for a little bit because, like, I, I would like to talk about the things that aren't Nick Cage, so that way we can go into talking about Nick Cage and then probably okay. finish out our discussion on the movie. Okay. So, like, what I really liked about this movie is, like, the, what I take away from it is, it's a, it's just a movie that's about love.
0: It's about amore, dude.
1: Yeah, it's just that's that's amore. That,
0: that's yeah, amore.
1: Yeah, that's that's all it's about. Like, it's so like. Not only is this movie about Cher and and her fiance and Nick Cage, but like it's also about her mom and dad and like you know what they're going through. Their friends. And, well, her aunt. It's her aunt and uncle.
0: Oh right, it's yeah, it's her. her aunt, it's her uncle. aunt and uncle.
1: Um and uh, I don't know of course you know John Mahoney, you know even
0: his. the corner store owners who have two minutes of screen time. Oh have yeah! Have the yeah. most. That's have one the of my favorite ch- scenes. They have the most charming interaction, Char- yeah. <laughs> and it, it's it's like literally a minute. It's like long. a it's like a minute at top, two minutes tops.
1: Like yes, yeah. oh, that is one of my. And favorite she's just
0: scenes. she's just calling it. She's like she's like you were looking at that woman like a wolf. I can't believe you. I can't. And he's like he's, he's like, like hey, you've never seen a wolf in your life. But no, my then, favorite part
1: is like you know what I see. You know what I see when I look at you. And you think. Oh, this guy's like he's about to tear it, and she's like, "What?" He's like, "I see the girl I'm married," and, then, and like, then they just
0: like, and just then they diffuses. just hug and kiss, and you're <laughs> like, "Oh, this oh, movie!" I, I wish I, life was like this. I, know, I You know what? You know what? As much as we like to impress the worst upon like people, like what we expect yeah. upon people, I know. A lot of situations that wind up like this like like I I, I actually do know quite a few people who are kind of like that you know they kind of argue yeah. and stuff like that but yeah. it always ends with like a schmoopy moment and and it's yeah. always like it's always kind of like lovable
1: yeah this is yeah. great this is uh, that was that was a one movie of the for humanity that, yeah that was a that was a scene I wanted to talk about I'm glad you brought it up because like uh I love that was kind of what I knew oh it's gonna be that kind of movie. Like and, I, I mean,
0: it. it's... Uh, it's not that it's foreshadowing or anything, but it's basically the same resolution as one of the bigger dramas in the movie.
1: Yeah. So then...
0: Which we won't spoil, but, you know. Uh, probably uh, will. Because, like, there are some I'll, things I want
1: to talk about like that uh, are going to be kind of considered spoilers. Okay, so, like, one of the other things... So, like, the movie is about love. Like, it's really... That's what it's about. And it follows, like... Three main groups of people and each one gets kind of less and less focus, Mm -hmm. but they're all very important. And then the other, I think the other cool reoccurring like motif in this movie is the moon. Yeah. And, and, um, so the one bit I want to get into is I want to talk about her aunt and uncle who are, I would say like, while they are important characters to the movie, they are the least important of like the three couples that you follow
0: they are like I won't say they're like the gospels but they are like they kind of just lead you through the movie and are there for um I don't know I don't want to say scene setting but it you know they 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 do have like if you took them out of the movie they have the least to do but if you took yeah. them out of the movie it would just lose so much
1: yeah it yeah it, it's they're they're it's more of like they're there kind of creating the world that you're inhabiting like they're yes. they're they're part of the world building. You take them away, you're losing a dimension of the story that is yes. necessary. And so, the the kind of like I think one of the central parts of this of this movie is is like I said is is the moon itself. And her uncle describes a a a, a, a memory from his past in a scene where he's talking about Cher's father. Like whenever he was dating her mother, and his her her uncle believed that like this one night he wakes up and there's this big giant moon outside. And he says, That's the biggest moon I've ever seen before. And he says he looked out the window and he swears he saw Cosmo Castorini, the 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 fa- the father to Cher's character, and like standing out there, like outside their home. And of course the dad was just like, Ah, that never happened. You must have been dreaming. And he's like, No, no, you were there. This, this was your moon. You brought it with you. Mm-hmm. And so later that night, while while Cher and Nick Cage, I'm not going to spoil it. You probably, if you read the back of the DVD cover, you know what <laughs> pretty much happens. Uh, they hook up. They hook up and they hook up and like, there's this really big, beautiful moon out that night. And while they're hooking up and you think like a shameful thing is happening because like everybody in this is pretty much Italian and they're Catholic. So like there's a lot of that Catholic guilt going around while they're doing something that like Cher's character kind of sees as being shameful at first on the other side of town, her uncle wakes up in the middle of the night and sees the moon, And it's just like, ah, oh. it's like I said, it's Cosmo's moon. Why are you bringing the moon here? Cosmo? And, and then like her, you know, her, her wife or his wife is like, you know, in that moonlight, you look like you're 25 again. And then they basically have sex. Like, it doesn't show it, but they had sex. They had old people sex.
0: I And you know what? It is so...
1: Good for them. I hope to be that age and still have old people sex like that. It is
0: so refreshing to see. I've always loved old people love stories. Yeah. But it is so much more refreshing, like, now. Yeah. After... I don't know. I feel like you know it's just the way casting works. Like everybody's yeah. so hot now, yeah. you know, in, in movies. Yeah, and it's just like it's so nice to see like Two old people who look like people, old people. Yeah, who are about to bone and get it on. Yeah, you know? They're it's about just to like, fucking
1: bone. They're yeah. about to go. Like she might have sucked his dick. Like, <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine that lady with her rollers in her hair? She could have sucked his dick. That could have been on the table.
0: You know what? <laughs> There could have been what? hand stu- there Good. could have been hand stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. I would hope Rigor- you know what? I'm telling you,
1: stuff. I'm telling you, that guy, that guy, the uncle, mm-hmm. he reciprocates.
0: He goes down. Dude. He goes down. One All way right? ticket to Flavortown is what we're saying. <laughs> he dusts off the cobwebs yeah, is what we're yeah,
1: saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he doesn't comment about it. He knows.
0: He, he doesn't knows. make a He's, big deal, you no, know. He, he doesn't, doesn't go to the he doesn't go to the corner store and talk a big game about it. He doesn't have
1: to. No, he doesn't have to. He knows. He knows. It's confidence. No. It's he, confidence in your game.
0: He knows <laughs> he doesn't have to brag. you are gonna cut all this out, Clay.
1: No, I'm keeping it. This is great. <laughs> I I appreciate talking about. I appreciate that our topic for today is two old people having oral sex.
0: <laughs> is elderly Italians in New York just just Fucking <laughs> breaking the bed,
1: <laughs> and then you see them the next day, and they're both just so happy and like kind of like. Everybody's just kind is. of like, we all know what happened. Yeah, we know what happened. You don't have to tell. Oh no, please, Uncle, Uncle, whatever, Compacho Ca- or whatever his name was. I don't know. Compato what- <laughs> Co-
0: Cordellini or whatever his <laughs> yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah. the name. Is.
1: <laughs> you don't have to tell us what happened. We can figure it out.
0: Oh yeah. It's all over their faces.
1: Yeah, it's all over... (laughs) It's all over
0: their sheets, Clay.
1: (laughs) It was all over their
0: faces.
1: (laughs) They had a towel. You gotta keep a towel nearby when you're doing that. Yeah. Alright, and so like, that was kind of the (laughs) thing. I was just like... It was just really cool to see like these two people be in love. And, And like... And still have that spark of like young love. Even it though, is
0: inspiring. It's
1: inspiring. That's because, what we should all strive for.
0: You know, it's funny because last night I finished um the uh the second season of The Haunting, the Netflix uh-huh. show. Right. First season was Hill House, this was Bly Manor, right. and I don't know what it was. I walked away incredibly like like very, very depressed, but not because the show made me depressed, but because Something about it, all of the relationships in it, I just felt nothing. And I walked away thinking, I was like, have I become romantically agnostic? Like, I just don't believe in, like, (laughs) love anymore. Because, I don't know, it's been a long time since I felt butterflies and and since a movie has elicited this response from me. And, dude, Moonstruck was the anecdote. Was the antidote? Oh God, it was that's just, right. You gotta. there's everything I? You figured. gotta.
1: You gotta watch Moonstruck at least once a year to you could to keep that feeling to not like, let the, Not let the cynicism like take over.
0: It's gonna be in the February rotation for sure.
1: I mean, Hayden, let's get together and let's watch this movie on Valentine's Day together. Maybe. Uh, yeah, just nothing wrong with two dudes watching Moonstruck together.
0: There's nothing wrong with two dudes watching <laughs> Moonstruck. Together. Not that there's anything wrong with it. <laughs>
1: Oh man. Okay, and so the second the second story I want to get to before we talk about Nick Cage,
0: mm-hmm.
1: is we got to talk about uh, we got to talk about Cher's mom and dad, and theirs is probably one of the it. more complicated because mm-hmm. what we find out pretty early on is that
0: if we thought John Mahoney was a dirty dog,
1: yeah, <laughs> her <laughs> dad
0: is filthy.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's a he's kind of a filthy pig.
0: He's a scum- Yeah, he's a scumbag. He's yeah. He's but. A but also much like a pig, much like an actual pig, kind of lovable. You just, just want to hug him, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he's he's having an affair, an ongoing affair with this uh, other lady. Yeah. That the, mo- that the mom knows about. That she ki-
1: well, she just kind of intuits. She kind of knows, right, right? She knows that he's, she suspects. She suspects.
0: And so and so she meets up with John Mahoney. They have the conversation yeah. we mentioned yeah. earlier. They have a lovely dinner together.
1: They have a lovely dinner. She goes out on her own uh, to, to you know while her while her her husband is out with her with his girlfriend. He, she goes out to eat alone and while there we see John Mahoney again get water thrown in his face by another different young student. And this is where this is where uh, she invites him over to sit and eat. Olympia with
0: him. Dukakis.
1: Oh god, she's great. You know, if I remember correctly, she won Best uh, Supporting Actress for this. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, she, she's great. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, there's a there's a lot of Oscars that got thrown around for this uh, for this movie. You know, Cher won Best Best Actress for it. She did. She did. And then um, I don't remember his name, but the guy who plays Cosmo Castorini, uh, the dad, got Best Supporting Actor really that's yeah. awesome not not one he was nominated though
0: yeah oh okay
1: you might be noticing that it was nominated for best supporting actor it was also one and 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 nominated one for both best actress and best supporting actress no nomination for best actor <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second though I figured I figured this is the time to mention it but we're gonna yeah. put a pin in that we're gonna come back to what we were talking about. So, but, so, so
0: what happens is the dad is out on a date at the opera, for yeah. a night at the opera. At,
1: at, with the girlfriend.
0: Yes, while Cher is out on a date with Nicolas Cage.
1: Yes, who is not but, her fiancé.
0: Right. And hey. so there's sort, of a, there's sort of a, what are you doing here? What are you doing
1: here? Yeah. Situation. And then it's just like, you're not supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to be here. We didn't see anything at a moment.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's like when Pete Campbell sees his father-in-law at the whorehouse in, uh, in Mad Men. That is
1: a reference exa- that I understand.
0: It's, it's exactly like that.
1: Yes, because I've watched Mad Men all the way through.
0: It's a good show, Clay. I,
1: I know. I know it is, Hayden, because I've watched Mad Men. Because you've
0: watched it all. Because
1: I've watched it already. And you know what I'm yeah. talking about. I know exactly. I know the season. I could, I could tell you exactly what, what, what season and episode number that is. And uh, exactly Clay, what... With-
0: What's what's Pete's last name, Clay? Alright, let's move on. Thank you, man.
1: <laughs> I've only watched like the first three episodes, I'm sorry, y'all. I was that was all a lie. I was uh, I was I was doing what they were called telling a lie.
0: I was doing what they call the fibbing.
1: <laughs> I'm a big fat fibber. <laughs> liar or liar, pants on fire <laughs> is me. <laughs> all right, back so, to the movie. Back to the movie. So um so so this is where the conversation between Patrick Mahoney and 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 Olympia Dukakis happens and and um this is where this is where John Mahoney's character like reveals why he chases after young women and it's it's as Hayden has already said it's because he he sees in them a version of himself that he wishes he was and like he's, and he's and I think what's funny is he just he teaches communications. He's not even yeah. like an art teacher or an English teacher or a lit teacher. He's a goddamn communications teacher. <laughs> and he's talking about like how he just goes, he's going through, he's been doing it for so long. He's going through the motions.
0: He's and- literally Dr. Yeah. Do you remember Dr.?
1: I didn't actually take any communication. You'll have to anything.
0: bleep his name because he dated students. <laughs> it's you're the gonna, same
1: situation. You're going to do this to me? You're going to force me to have to bleep this out? Oh.
0: No, but like, I mean, it's such an interesting uh. conversation because, I mean, it it's just, you know, it's one of those things that it's like, it's not entirely, a, it's not an entirely new concept. But just yeah. hearing it spoke out loud You're kind of floored by the vulnerability of it, yeah. And like, I mean, that's not what I mean. That's not what love is, but you definitely, definitely can empathize. Can empathize
1: because yeah, because like
0: that's yeah.
1: No, he like he's a scumbag, but he's
0: he's not a scumbag. He is man. Come on, love. He's a dirty dog. (laughs) He's a lovable dirty dog. He is a scamp. a scamp. yeah he's a, yeah maybe okay, a bit fair. of a tramp
1: he's a bit of a tramp yeah yeah oh one of us but well, I, the fact, I know that, you, the you, fact you, that one of us didn't just break out into the song from lady and the tramp is a real travesty
0: i don't know what the song from oh, I, this is a night not
1: that one the the the, 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 the one th- that the dog sings in the dog pound
0: oh uh I've um, been done seeing about everything when I seen an elephant fly. That's racist. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's the. That's one. That's racist. It may be racist, but it's the best song from any early Disney movie. God
1: damn, you're right though. But we can't talk
0: about that. <laughs> yeah. Can't hey, Clay, it. cut that out. <laughs> I, no, I will
1: go. I will agree. I'm, I'm not going to cut that one out because I'm going to stand by it. <laughs> damn it! It's a
0: good song, and I fucking hate it. Fucking it's a great song. I fucking hate how song. good
1: of a song it is.
0: I mean, it's I love a, how good of a song it is. It's just, it's yeah. unfortunate.
1: It's unfortunate that it is racist. <laughs> Very racist. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, so anyway, like, the whole idea of, like, he dates these young women because the way they look at him is, is like, with this, they, they, they are hearing what he has to say, and to them it is new and, like, it's coming from him so he is seen as this you know mentor figure and like it makes him feel you know better than he like it makes him feel like he's a better person than he really is and so it's like like you said he sees an idealized version of himself when they look at him and like I can kind of like I get it like I understand what he's what he what he where he's coming from like that's a that's not a bad feeling like I mean that's kind of to an extent isn't that like why we seek out love is to to find yeah. that person yeah. Who looks when they look at us, they see that idealized version. They see the best version of us.
0: Who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want that?
1: Look, here's what, okay, So I mean, people who are aromantic, they don't need that, and like they're probably so, stronger for it. But
0: r- right, <laughs> I I I'm not going to keep bringing it, the conversation back to Mad Men. But I am reminded of a, of a of a little snippet of an interview that they uh, they had with Matt Weiner, the showrunner. Uh-huh. Towards the end of the show. Right. And the interviewer says, you, he was like, the show just imbues so much to every walk-on role that you're, like, there's literally a one-line character, or, like, a one-scene character who's in a sales pitch, and, like, he brings up his son and, like, a detail about it, and you're just floored because you're like, this, this, nothing has an entire life that, yeah. that character has like an entire life and yeah. e- every single person in this movie the two cornerstone the two corner store owners right john mahoney yeah. who unfortunately isn't in the movie more he's only in kind of like three scenes yeah but they just i mean like i i'm so like envious of the ability to Create these kinds of characters. And I I'm mean, like, is
1: it any wonder that the that the third Oscar this movie won was for best uh, screenplay?
0: No, not at all. No,
1: it's so good. It's it's perfect. It's a perfect movie. It is. And so so continuing on with the little recap of like these 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 little scenes. So at this point, um, John Mahoney walks uh, Olympia Dukakis home,
0: and they get and spotted they, by they, her her father-in-law. her
1: father in law, who. She wasn't gonna do anything. She just was enjoying having. It's this a conversation It's a precarious situation. Yes, it's a, it does. It's a thing where it literally isn't what it looks like. Yes, and so they get back to her home, and you can kind of tell at this point he's a little smitten. Oh, he's totally he's smitten. totally smitten because like it's a cold like you know winter day in in, in New York, and he's just like uh, oh, it's really cold out, and she's like yeah yeah it is and he's like you're not going to invite me in are you and she's like nope and he's just like and he, he's
0: he's like he's what like, is anyone home and she yeah. goes no no one's home but i'm married and i yeah. know that yeah and, and he goes oh okay see she's so yeah. she committed. is so like she says it like it is but not in like a not not in like a not in like a you should know not in like yeah. a scolding sort yeah. of yeah it's she's so just like good. I'm that
1: she for this wasn't, this wasn't about that. This wasn't, she didn't do this because she was looking to get back at her husband. Right. She just, just, She. what, what it is is, and you kind of figure this out because like she has this conversation with this guy about, you know, why do men chase women? And that, that, that's kind of like a part of her arc is like that question is like, why do men chase women? She knows her husband's cheating on her and he's just like, why is, why is he you know chasing other women and like so like i think whenever like she sees this guy get into a fight with like this this teen, this 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 student he's dating she basically invites him over to ask him the question of why are you chasing this these women like this uh-huh and and that's where the conversation goes into and it was, you know really kind of turns that character around and makes you kind of empathize with him a little bit my
0: dinner with and, martin
1: yeah and she and like that's the thing is like it never really, it never really felt like she was tempted to cheat with with him. She just no. wanted to have a nice conversation with this person to try try to work out what was going on in her own marriage.
0: I do mm-hmm. think that she liked the attention of someone who was smitten with her. That's true, but that's, that's not, not there's a judgment. Wrong with that? That's not no. That's not a judgmental no. thing. No. Who doesn't like someone's being smitten over them? Yeah. Who doesn't want that? Everyone likes... Well, okay. To to an extent. I I, I don't Mm. mean, like... Everybody likes being horned on. I don't mean Mm. that. I mean, like... When someone is interested in you... Yeah. It feels a little good.
1: Yeah. And in a respectful manner.
0: Yes. Yes. Sorry. That's part of it. That's part of it. Like,
1: this guy wasn't, you know, doing typical, like shitty dude it's not a 2 a.m you up text yes exactly it's not that there was it's
0: a lovely dinner with
1: actual conversation yes yeah and so um she she goes anyway
0: he's kind of trying to talk himself up and she's like no no and then they they go their separate their separate
1: ways and that's all there is to it between them and it was nice i i the way i thought about it is like that guy learned something.
0: Uh, a beautiful short film inside of a beautiful feature yeah, film. I
1: think that guy went off and he learned something. Like if that, if we could follow that character, I think maybe you don't think so. Uh, he's a dirty dog. <laughs> okay, he's got to get like a couple more glasses thrown in his face before he learns. But I think <laughs> yeah, that I think I, that stuck with him. You know? Oh, for sure. It, it and, opened
0: and, his it, yeah. It opened his eyes. A little yeah.
1: Guy. Yeah. I think he saw what he was missing out chasing younger women. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I think the other funny thing is, is like, she has a conversation with the fiancé and... um later on whenever he shows up unexpectedly and you kind of think oh my god this whole like everything that's been going on the whole house of cards is going to fall out fall and it's going to be tragic and and
0: that's kind of the tent there's
1: some tension here
0: and she has a conversation there's with- some big tension because it's everyone around the table who knows something about the other person
1: yeah Exactly, it's
0: like yeah. three different bombs yeah. underneath what, the table.
1: Yeah. Oh, you're. Oh my God, you're so right. I love that metaphor. So, so she's talking with him and she asks, like, why do you think women or men chase women? And like he gives he gives uh, like a kind of bullshit answer. She's like, no. Why do men chase women? And he's like, cause we're afraid of death. Then he's like, she's like, yep, that's right. I knew it. Mm-hmm. and then, like he gives her the right answer that she was looking for so when we cut to we cut to the n- the next morning and now you have basically you have around the dinner table you have the mom her cheating p- pig of a husband her daughter her daughter's fiance's brother that she's fucking
0: the father-in-law who saw her walking who with another man saw
1: her walking with another man and then, finally, her uncle and aunt who show up, who are kind of oblivious to what's going on. They're but kind they're,
0: of the...
1: Yeah. They're kind of oblivious to what's going on. They don't realize what is about to happen. Uh, and they're there because Cher um, was supposed to drop off their deposit from their store, and she forgot to. And they were kind of like... She... She didn't take our money, right? Well, like, she didn't. There's no way she did. And, and like, right. you find out, like, oh, she just forgot to take the deposit and everybody's fine with it. It's like, oh, it happens. It's okay. Everything's fine. Everybody sits down for breakfast. And this was one of my favorite things is the mom just looks at her husband who's sitting across the table and she's like, Cosmo, you're gonna die one day. And he's like, well, of course. Yeah, I mean, whatever. What is that? What's that? Up, what's up with that? He's like, I want you to stop seeing that woman. And he's like... He's he stands up, yeah. Like he's got to he do something. Up, like he's got to he slaps something. the table,
0: mm-hmm. and then he sits down. and He goes,
1: "Okay," and she tells him to and go to confession. Is, and he's like, and, "Okay."
0: And it is.
1: Oh, but it so gets better. Good. But Hayden, you're forgetting the best part. She says, "I love you" in Italian, or calls him "my love" or something like that. Like, like there is a moment of affection between them that they say in Italian, yes. and he responds in kind. Yes, like he kind of realizes I'm fucked up, but you know what? My wife still loves me. I'm, everything's gonna be fine. Yes,
0: and like that's fucking beautiful, man. It's this so movie good. Is so good. It's so beautiful. Like, uh, and then and then, I uh, I okay. okay. Uh, so well, now we got. to,
1: I feel like now we can start talking about Nick Cage.
0: Well, hold on. I do want to mention okay, what, my what favorite one? my favorite line of the whole movie. <laughs> What's that? Is is at the end? Uh, same dinner table scene. Same dinner table scene. It's so good. Danny Aiello comes in th- and he's like he's like share I need to talk to you. She goes, "I've got to talk to you because she's going to break it to him yeah, that, that she she's in love his with brother. his brother." And he says he says uh, he says he beats her to the punch. He goes, "I can't marry you because we're both very super or I'm very superstitious and, you know, like I I got engaged to you and my mom like suddenly she, she she's like she was on her deathbed i think we should better. yeah
1: we should mention that like part of the, the 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 part of the inciting action of the story is he goes to sicily to be with his supposedly dying mother
0: who is so good because he she <laughs> he's like he's like crying over her in her deathbed she's like ah get out of here yeah yeah
1: she was fine <laughs> that she, woman was fine. She, she was fine she was she's old She's just fucking there were old. Several, She's not there were, dying. There were She's several like people praying over her. She's yeah. like, what are all of y'all doing <laughs> yeah. here? It's She's it's like, so I'm good. fucking but, old. I'm going to die, and it's going to be fine. Yeah. This is what and happens. So
0: the, the mom gets better, and he comes back, and he's... Uh, another part of the charm of this movie is how superstitious everyone is. Yeah. But, um, but so uh, he's, like, he's like, we can't get married because I'm... I'm afraid that if we got married, that it would kill my mom. Yeah. And so she takes that opportunity to be like, all right. Um, uh, she tells, uh, or does she tell Nick Cage to propose to her?
1: No, 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 She's like, she's like, you made a promise. You, you, you're you breaking up. Breaking yeah. This up. You made a promise. And she like takes the ring off and throws it back at it's him. It's a
0: lane. It's a lane with the coats. Yeah. Where she threw out the yeah. coat and uh, Joe Mayo wanted her to buy a new coat. And she was like, but he doesn't know I threw out the coat, so it shouldn't be my responsibility. <laughs> it's the whole, it, so Cher, Cher's like, you made a promise, yeah. even though she doesn't want to marry him. Yeah, you yeah, made a yeah
1: promise, you made sure. a promise. and <laughs> We anyway, got to talk about so, Nick Cage. No, no no no, no. We'll no, no, no. My favorite, my favorite part okay.
0: is that, so all of this has happened. Right. And everything has worked out. And the uh-huh. father-in-law is crying, and the The scamp of a dad looks over at him and says, Pop, why are you crying? And he goes, I'm so confused. Oh, yeah. That's great. (laughs) You think he's about to be like, because that's Samore or something like that. But he just goes, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's
1: going on anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's my favorite part of the whole movie. It's so good. I love how that guy's Russian. Is he? I looked it up. He's Russian. He's a Russian actor. Yeah. Yeah. He's not Italian, okay. hmm. but Nicholas Cage. Gra- granted, neither is Olympia Dukakis. She's she's Greek. Shares hmm. Armenian. Oh, okay. I think Cosmo was the only one who's fucking Italian.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, Coppola. <laughs> well, Coppolas are Italian. Are Italian.
1: They're definitely yeah. Italian. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we got to talk about Nick Cage. Now, here here's the thing I love about this movie the most. Nick Cage. Like, it's a very beautiful, like sweet, like just cozy of a cozy like warm blanket of a movie it's very grounded for the most part i think
0: no okay no i'm gonna have to disagree with you but okay i want you to keep going i want you to keep going
1: okay no no no. i know what you know what what? you're right you're right it's 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 kind of like a modern fairy tale yeah i think that's better that's a better way to put it but it's but it's still got it's still got some feet on the ground okay yeah it's, I, it's, it's got like, it's got like its heads in the clouds, but its feet are, are its feet are kind of on the ground though. Cause it's not.
0: I, I want you to say what you texted me because I want to, I want to. Wanna... Here's what I love about this movie. This is my favorite part of this movie. As
1: much as I lo- all the other stuff we talked about, I love too. And, and I love how sweet of a movie this is.
0: 50 minutes into this conversation, <laughs> we're finally getting Nick Cage.
1: I love how Nick Cage is just straight up filming another movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so you texted me that, and so I will say this: I went in thinking that, yeah, and I I think I disagree because the whole movie is so like odd, like it's it's it. The whole movie is kind of very eccentric, yeah. And when he comes in, I I, I don't think he fits right in. No, but I don't think he's in an entirely different. It still it
1: felt very different. It because he's like he he's do he's doing a different... Like, cuz like the thing is is like i can kind of like it's it's kind of like this it's like i can kind of believe that all the other people in this movie are kind of real people sort of like they okay, at, least, at yeah. least within the internal logic of the movie right he's fit. a little more cartoon he's a cartoon which is what i love about it he is it, it, it's it's like they're they're in a modern fairy tale movie he's in the disney like the disney princess version of it where he's the yeah he's a cartoon character (laughs) that's that's what it is it's like he's so much more animated than a lot of other people he's so much he literally
0: has a he literally has a wooden hand he's got
1: a wooden hand for some reason i love the line like and and the other thing is is like i've seen the the scene that like because like nick cage talks about it in that interview he did for gq About his uh, most uh, iconic characters and and iconic roles. And I'm I'm not going to lie, that video is the inspiration for this podcast for me. Like, that was the moment where I was like, fuck, Nick Cage is in a lot of movies, and I kind of want to see them all. And I need to bring someone along with this. And, hey, you shouldn't have texted me that, that, that fateful day in July. You would have saved yourself a lot of grief.
0: That's true. Yeah, but she, probably wouldn't Damn have watched, me.
1: but she probably wouldn't have watched Moonstruck or Red Rock West, so I feel like it all works out. Hey. Yeah.
0: And Kill Chain.
1: And Kill Chain.
0: I that, never would. See, never I, would I, may, I may I or... may have watched. I'm, you I I would probably have watched Moonstruck yeah, at some point, yeah. and I may have watched Red Rock West. I, never I don't think we
1: would have watched, watched Red Rock West. Rock West. I think that one we would have missed completely.
0: Maybe. Yeah. But I never in a million years would have seen Kill Chain. Yeah, and...
1: We didn't hate our time with it. it, no, it it's the best now, see, movie Thankfully, thankfully we're talking about Kill Chain after the Kill Chain episode comes out. Because we talked about it in the Jujitsu Jitsu episode, which was recorded after the Kill Chain episode. But that was released before the Kill Chain episode. In fact, two episodes before the Kill Chain episode. So, like, you might, I feel like there's going to be some whiplash where probably initially when we finished that movie, we probably didn't really like it. But after watching Jujitsu and Deadfall, we're now like, mm, it's not that bad of a movie.
0: No, we're thinking it's a great movie. Are we? I'm think I'm, I'm thinking-, thinking it's a great movie. Okay,
1: it turns out I'm thinking I'm out- back. No, okay. <laughs> it turns out Kill Chain's your number one when we rank the first ten movies. <laughs> hey,
0: maybe no, <laughs> maybe. okay. So, oh,
1: but okay, let's. So, like the the scene where he's like where he's like, I lost my bride, I lost my hand, Johnny has his bride, Johnny has his hand, what do I got, you know, that that scene, like, like, I thought that was the kind of thing that would come later, like, that would be like, a part of like the climax where he like realizes he's in love with this person. No, that's literally how we're
0: introduced to him. It's his first scene. That's his first goddamn that's this- scene. Oh, I totally forgot. Another another amazing little one scene character. Oh, is, is she- the little the lady the- who works at the bakery who's like, I love him. He's so tortured.
1: And she's like, he'll never know. And you're right, he'll never know because he's not in love with you. He doesn't give yeah, a shit about she, you. She never comes back. Oh, I forgot about that poor woman. Like she's I been mad. Her. Can you imagine being that poor woman? You're you're like in love with this guy, but he's like so he's so hurt and broken that like he can't he can't reciprocate your feelings to you. And then this woman shows up out of nowhere, and she's marrying his brother. And
0: then the next thing you know, they're getting married? See, during the whole hand scene, I couldn't help but think of the the episode of Seinfeld where George is trying to get the upper hand in his relationship. <laughs> and he finally does. And at the end, he's like, you can't break up with me. I got hand. And she says, and you're going to need it.
1: <laughs> That's a great episode. That was a great episode. Uh, oh, man. Let's just do. Let's just do our next our next season on Seinfeld. We'll figure out what the highest rated and worst rated episodes are, and we'll flip through them.
0: Let's rank them all. Man. We'll
1: rank them all, baby. We'll oh
0: yeah. <laughs> season one will be at the bottom. I'm sure.
1: Yeah, probably. I don't know. Is, is, no, Cable Boys in season two, isn't it? That's pretty high up for me. That's at least top twenty. Uh,
0: I I'm pretty iffy on most of season two as well.
1: I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Most, oh, but like, Chinese restaurant is in season two. That's, that's season like, three. No, no that's, three. that's season two.
0: No, it's not. It's no, three. It's two. Looking it up.
1: I'm telling you, it's season two,
0: bro. Are you? Because uh, I just are started to rewatch. Sure, Clay.
1: I just started a rewatch. I'm almost positive it's in, it's like the second. Hold last... on. Are
0: you almost positive? Are you sure, Clay?
1: I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty fucking sure. Now
0: you're pretty sure. Wait. So what do I have to do if I lose? Because I lost it's season two episode eleven. Ah Damn.
1: Uh tell me when cable will, like what's what's the baby shower episode? Is that is that season two or is that season one? That's probably season, that's two. season two. That's oh, season okay. two. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. I don't think there's a good season one episode. No,
0: there isn't.
1: No, there's there's not. Anyways. anyway, let's look Yeah. So um yeah, I feel sorry for that woman now. Why? Cause like the the person you have, like you are infatuated with is like is marrying this woman that he just met that was about to marry her brother, and you just got to deal with that.
0: In this movie, everything works out for the best, so I'm assuming freaking George Clooney walked in and married that
1: lady. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I know what it is. I know what it is. It's not that she was actually in love with him, like she just wanted the best for him. That when she sees how happy he is with with Loretta, he's just she's just like. That's
0: what uh, I thought needed. you were gonna say. I thought you are gonna. Oh, she meets John Mahoney. <laughs> Is that actually good for her? Yes, because he
1: settles down with her. But he, but she's still like younger. I don't think he needs to end up with a younger woman. I think he needs to like learn to be with someone who's more his own age. Why
0: are you yeah. shaming people with an age difference in their relationship, Glenn?
1: That would be probably a pretty big age difference. I'm sure that's one that probably needs to be shamed.
0: <laughs> I was waiting for you to say yes. I am. <laughs> um, All right. No, the, I, I. So understand. so.
1: Um, yeah. So Nick Cage. Nick Cage is great in this. He like, is he's so good. And then like, I love how she calls him a wolf and like tells him that like, you know, basically like because like he he was he was he was engaged to be married and. His brother distracted him as he was, like, slicing bread. And so he accidentally shoved his hand in the bread slicer and, like, mangled his hand. And then his, his, his fiance left him. And she basically says, no, nah, you're a wolf. You did this to yourself on purpose. This is your fault. You did it because you were in a bad relationship. And so you basically, like a wolf, you got caught in a trap. And you nod your own leg off to, to, to escape. And then he, like, takes her to bed and fucks her. I did. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. And then, yeah, and does. then he like tells he tells her he wants to go to the opera with her. Like he, she's like, we can never see each other again. I'm marrying your brother. This isn't right. And he's like, go to the opera with me. She's like, I can't go to the opera with you. And he's like, if you go to the opera with me, I'll be out of your life forever. I won't come to the wedding. And so she's like, fine. So what does she do? She like goes and gets like her hair done. She
0: gets buys, glammed up. She gets and glammed she up. She looks like a fox. He may be a wolf,
1: I mean, but she's a fox. I mean, are you tell are you telling me that Cher before she got her hair done and got the nice dress was not a fox already?
0: I mean, of course she was
1: already. Yeah.
0: But after I, she, she, after, she shared, uh, I mean, after she gets all shared, I mean, after, Cher after she gets all shared up and she looks like yeah. Cher, yeah. I mean, oh, forget about it.
1: Oh, forget
0: about it.
1: Like I. I I'm fucking in love, man. Have you ever I, seen
0: Witches of Eastwick? Dude? No,
1: but now I kind of want to. You gotta see Witches. And now Eastwick. I kind of want to.
0: The worst part of that movie is that it's like these these three beautiful witches uh, dream up their perfect man, and it's it's Jack, Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. <laughs> it's Jack. <laughs> <laughs> they got the raw. In, they got the yeah. raw. The raw end yeah. of that dude. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But who would it be? Still, what, what, really what year did that movie? come out? Like
0: 1990? Uh, I think, yeah, it was around that time. It was. George Miller, dude. George Ooh. Miller, Three Witches. Jack wait, Nicholson. wait, wait, wait,
1: wait.
0: Is that the same George Miller that
1: made uh, Mad Max, Ma- yeah. all the Mad Max? Yeah. Look, man. As far as I can tell, Ma- uh, George Miller doesn't miss. Motherfucker no. doesn't miss. So I'm gonna what's, fucking watch that.
0: What's What's his worst movie? Happy Feet, and Happy Feet's great. Happy Feet's good. Hey. Happy Feet Two. Hey, hey. Did he do like both the Babe movies? And the second Bay
1: movie is actually kind of better than the first one.
0: I think he only directed the second one, but he like he was like heavily involved, involved in sure. the first one. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, George Miller, don't fucking miss. You know, you know who loves Babe: Pig in the City. Who's that? Tom Waits. That's one <laughs> of his favorite. That's one of his favorite movies.
1: That's a very Tom Waits movie. It's very. I want to rewatch it. It's, it's weird and very. It's very weird but whimsical. Which yeah, like I want to rewatch it.
0: Let's be real. Isn't that just what Tom Waits is? Is weird whimsy. I thought you were gonna say, "Isn't that just what he is?" A pig in the city.
1: <laughs> no, that's John, that's uh, that's Cosmo Castorini.
0: <laughs> Dude. Okay. So back but, back to Moonshine.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so like they, she gets all glammed up, and then like they go see, uh, they go see a, an opera, and like shares really moved by it, and then like they end up having another night together, and it's like at this point, like. She kind of realizes she's got to break up with her with her fiance, right?
0: And then um, it all comes to a head. Yeah, that, uh, we, that we've, we've already kind of
1: covered. And like, ah, yeah. uh, I just oh and, uh, the other thing I love I forgot to mention this is my my favorite favorite line is is is, 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 is I'll get to my favorite line too. Explain my favorite line. I've got to set up. I got to give the setup. So whenever whenever Cher's character mentions that she's going to marry uh her fiance to her mother she's like uh oh, do you love him and she's like no and she's like but she's like but i like him and, and she's like good the ones you love are the ones that can hurt you the most and so at the end whenever like nick cage proposes to to share and he's and she says yes her mother looks at him and is like honey do you love him and she's like so much and and her mom she's like that's too bad
0: I love I love how whenever whenever she she comes home with the hickey on her neck oh, and then like and then they they hear the door knocking oh, yes. and they think it's Danny Ayala and her mom's like you're throwing your whole life away yeah it's so funny and She's like, like, it's, like you can, it's so good because they that that scene that's is the real, best scene so the when best she scene. comes home when she comes home you don't oh. leave the kitchen the rest no, of the movie is yeah, in the kitchen much. the rest of the movies in the kitchen and it's so. really tense because. Yeah. The door keeps knocking and you're expecting it to be Danny Aiello and it just so happens that it's literally every other character yeah. Like comes in like first it
1: first it's Nick Cage um and and he comes in and explains who he is and like the mom kind of knows what's up and it's just like ugh. you know yeah. like I this is what's going on and 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 she looks at him and she's like you got a love bite on your neck and he's like oh yeah yeah kind of do and then, like, like 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 she's like, her mom is like, well, do you want isn't something to cute eat? That,
0: isn't it cute that 30-something adults are still giving each other hickeys in this movie?
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> to be fair, Nick Cage was 22 when he made this movie. He was 22? It was 20, 22 or 23. Oh, is
0: this the first game of uh, Age of Cage? <laughs>
1: oh, shit. This should have been, yeah. This really could 22? have been 22, 23. God,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. he looks... <laughs> Very older. It
1: looks it looks he looks like he could be in his thirties. He looks he's got he's a bit of an old soul.
0: Right, right.
1: So um yeah, and so then, like, so then, like, the, his, his, the, the mom invites, you know, invites him to stay for breakfast. and Well, and we, then we like covered the, all this. We covered all And then, all like, this. The, 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 the door knocks again, and it's the aunt and aunt, and they're wondering where the deposit is. And, and they kind of think that maybe she stole it, but it's like, there's no way she stole it. And she's like, oh, I didn't take it. I just forgot to drop it off. And like, everybody's like, oh, it's, she forgot it. It's fine. Everything's fine.
0: Clay, ah, we, let's Clay we, went
1: over, we went over all this. Okay, okay, fine. Uh, but then, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's great. The other thing I loved about it, so to to kind of, after, like, Nick Cage proposes, with the pinky ring that belongs to Danny Aiello... His own brother's pinky ring. His own brother's pinky ring to propose to his own brother's ex-fiancé. Of, like,
0: like five seconds ago.
1: Of five seconds ago. (laughs) He sits down all dejected And the grandpa sits down next to him, hands him a glass of champagne with a sugar cube, and it's just like, eh, have a drink. You're part of the family now." and so then he like joins in, and he kind of realizes it's for the best. Yeah, and he's happy because, like, I think the thing is, is I think the
0: thing for him is, is it's the birth of a new kink. He He, kind of realizes he's a (laughs) cuck.
1: I think what actually happened is, is he realized that he was not a good fit for Cher's character. Yeah, because. It's fucking Cher, and he's Danny fucking Aiello.
0: Wow, the... way to, like, strip this movie of all hope for all of us Danny Aiellos uh, out here, Clay.
1: Listen, don't be the Danny Aiello of your life. Be the fucking Nick Cage, okay? If you could be Nick Cage, be
0: Nick Cage. I've got a hand! <laughs>
1: Shove your hand into a bread slicer and see how that works out for you. Yeah, maybe I'm you sure be I'll you marry share. Cher. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I'll marry Cher after that. Um, <laughs> no, uh, and like, God, I, and like, but he's got his brother back, and I feel like he kind of comes out in that positive.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Two days ago, two days ago, he didn't have a fiance, and he maybe didn't have he a brother.
0: Could... Hey, now maybe he, he could... still has
1: no fiance, but he's got his brother now.
0: Maybe he could get married to the little baker lady. Yeah, no, that would be torture because then she, it would be torture for both of them. So it'd work out. No, 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 no. I think I think they would
1: I think you know what I think it is? I think what it is is they meet at the wedding and they get together. And like they realize that like what they want what <laughs> Sequel?
0: Toonstruck. 40 years later. Toonstruck.
1: A sequel for T W O
0: O N S T R U C K. Toonstruck.
1: I don't think the script is going to And win then it it's after. so
0: successful That we get a Looney Tunes spinoff tune struck. (laughs) Yeah, okay, that that died on the vine.
1: Yeah, that that did not go anywhere. All right, Hayden, we've been been dancing around this question this whole time. Yeah. So what do you think is going to happen on January 20th? Do you think Biden's actually going to get inaugurated? What do you think the Trump uh, fans are going to (laughs) do?
0: I think... Everything hey, that's not the question we were dancing
1: around. Let's 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 move away from that.
0: <laughs> Hayden. Yeah, I can't believe I brought <laughs> I brought it up. Hayden. Yeah. Is this a good Nick Cage movie? So I must say this. This movie is amazing. Nicolas Cage is probably the fifth best part of the movie, but that just goes to show how good the, rest the movie it. and all of its elements are. I
1: hate to say it.
0: I hate to say it.
1: I think there's a reason why he's the only person in the principal cast that doesn't get a nomination. Uh, I kind of I, get it. I, Because I, it's like this. It's, it's like this. He is not acting in a way that people who pick Oscars, like people for um, no, Oscar nominations, right. are going to vote for. There's a reason why he didn't get it. Now, am I saying that's because he's a bad actor or because
0: he's doing a bad right. job? Of course not. Of course I'm so, not saying that. But... So, I would say it's an... I don't think it's what you would think of as a Nicolas Cage movie, but I will say it's an essential Nicolas Cage movie because yeah. it's so different. It it well, adds to the variety.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. So, so, I think it's a good Nick Cage movie, but I think it's a Nick Cage movie... And I could say this because I, I was that person. I think it's a Nick Cage movie that Nick Cage movie fans probably overlook. Uh-huh. And I don't think you should because the all heads. the... Yeah, all our Cage heads out there. Like, yeah. this is this is probably not the movie you think of when you think of Nick Cage. But it has all the Nick Cage elements. His expressionistic style, swinging for the fences, making some goddamn choices. He does all of that. But instead of it being, like, you know, a thriller or an action movie or, a co- like, a straight-up comedy, it's, you know, it's—or it's, it's, a weird, like, art house flick, you know? He's done a few <laughs> of those, you know, and we're going to get to them. We've actually technically gotten to one of them. I mean, I think Wild at Heart kind of counts as an art house flick, right? It's, it's David Lynch. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, he's got range, but he's he doesn't do a lot of romantic comedies. He's got a few in, in the early days, and we'll get yeah. to them later. But, like... Oh, uh,
0: and, like, stuff like It Could Happen to You and stuff well, like I that. I think all that...
1: No, that, I think, came after this movie. That's, like, 90s, right? Yeah, that's the 90s. Yeah, that's the 90s. But
0: they're very few in far between. They're
1: very few. And you know what? Like this one is probably the best of all of those, because it because everything else surrounding it is just so fucking good.
0: Now, before we get away from the movie, so okay. we both recommend this as a Nick Cage. Movie. Yes,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Not
0: like, just as a movie, but as a like a
1: good example of what Nick Cage can do. And like, if you're a right. person who enjoys Nick Cage for what he does well, you won't you won't be disappointed. But like, you might also find something else here that you appreciate. Right. And you'll probably fall that. in love with Cher.
0: Oh, I mean, if you don't, like, I don't know what we're I talking. I don't know what about we're here. talking. Why are we? Why are you listening to this podcast? Yeah. So, so I want to say that while I was watching this movie, I couldn't help but shake the feeling. And call me, call me out on bullshit if you want to. Okay. I get the feeling like, okay, so like movies, like like instantly while I was watching this, I was like, this is a singular vision. This mm-hmm. is a very eccentric movie Mm -hmm. and i feel like i don't want to sound like a pretentious bullshit and say that a movie this movie couldn't get made today because i feel like singular vision movies with like eccentricities they do get made today but i feel like more often than not they're very cold Mm -hmm. like I automatically go to, what's his name? Yorgos Lanthimos, who made, like, The Lobster and, like, right. The Favorite yeah, and yeah. stuff. And they're very, like, robotic. And, Cult and cynical. Yes. And, like, this movie is so, so warm. Yeah. So warm and, like, lovely. So can you right. think of any... Can you think of any... Thing like that, like made nowadays. Are you trying to lead me to something?
1: Or are you? It, no, like, no. I'm genuinely
0: curi- I'm genuinely curious because <sighs> I want to say maybe Michelle Gondry, but at the same time, like I don't know. I watched the the Jim Carrey Mr. Rogers show for Showtime, and yeah, even it is like very very cynical and like kind of gross. Yeah, and like I, you know, it's such shame because I, I used to love Michelle Gondry's stuff. But. Yeah, but. This does lead me to so I started have you looked up the you know the director and the writer and stuff
1: No I think I think okay. the name sounds somewhat familiar right. though
0: So the writer of the, the the director I don't really know but okay. the writer of this movie I definitely remember his name from my you know theater kid days in high uh-huh. school Uh-huh because he, he's a big theater... He's written a lot of plays. He's uh-huh. a big playwright. Uh-huh. One of those plays was Doubt that was made into a movie oh. with folks in Meryl Memorial Street. Oh. But, more interestingly... Okay. I was going through his filmography... Okay. And boy, is it a wild ride, Clay. <laughs> okay. John Patrick Shanley. Familiar name. Right. Right? Yeah. Like, does it ring a bell? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So...
1: <laughs> Wait, is that, the, is a, that he, the writer or... The writer. The oh, writer. okay. So. Has, has he directed he's, dir- he's
0: directed a few. Haven't we talked about things. him? Maybe no, not on the I podcast, so. but okay, no. I don't think so. Okay, get this. He's directed a few more than this, but here's just the ones I've seen. Uh-huh. This was the first movie he wrote. Okay. Moonstruck. Okay. Knocked it out of the park. Knocked it out of the fucking park. Then, like, I think two movies later, he directed and wrote Joe versus the Volcano. Yeah. Another fucking weirdo oddball yeah. singular movie, but yeah. also a very good romantic comic. Yeah. Then he wrote We're Back, A Dinosaur Story. What? Then he wrote the Michael Crichton adaptation of Congo with no, Amy Goodbrilla. Oh, God. <laughs> then, the chin, Bruce Campbell. Yes. Then he wrote and directed... He, the adaptation of his own play "Doubt," starring Meryl Streep and Philip Seymour uh-huh. Hoffman. So, like the first non-weird movie, you're, you're like, you're like, oh, okay, this is like a normal movie. And then he wrote the movie that came out. I, I'm sure you've heard of this. It came out this year. Uh-huh. It's called "Wild Mountain Time. No. And it's it's the romantic comedy that takes place in Ireland with Christopher Walking doing a terrible Irish accent. The, the, the trailer was, like, circling across the internet for, like, a week. Because everybody was like, this looks like a train wreck. I want and to he see wrote this and directed movie. that. Dude, okay, we're yeah. looking up the trailer after this and watching yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. It looks awesome. That sounds great. I think John Patrick Shanley might be, like, a new favorite. He's just, <laughs> his, his filmography is it's just, just so, so all over. It's so, it's so all crazy. over. It's so
1: much range.
0: Yeah, it's crazy.
1: Wow. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so Hayden, do you have the do you have our next segment ready
0: for us? Uh, hold on, just a second.
1: Because I'm kind of, I'm kind of, in, I'm intrigued by this one, by this year. This this seems like a good, this is gonna be a good one.
0: Oh, this is gonna be a good one. All right, 1987.
1: 1987, Hayden. Top
0: ten movies on the board. All right. Do you want? I don't know. Okay, so there. So the guessing kind of takes a long time. Do you want me to just no, read them? No, or no, no. Read? I like the guessing. Okay.
1: And now, because
0: see, the thing is, spend is too I long, do. If kind we of, spend too long, on I can. Each well, one no, no, no. On.
1: It's 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 like this. You remember all the time where I spend like, uh, I don't know. I can't. I can kind of cut that out. Like I kind of cut okay. that out. Like, okay. It doesn't. For the listeners, like I get them quick. I'm like, getting them right, right, left, left, left and right. Because I take out all the guess guessing. I'm just like, right there. I just get to when I. So you I make something. it look like you know. I make it look like I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's all perfect. artifice. Everything's artifice.
0: All right. Number 10.
1: Like, we're not actually friends. Like, we hate each other.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah uh, fuck you. Actually, actually, you know
1: what? You know what? No, it's not even that. We're literally just the same person. I just do two different voices.
0: Clay, my ass hurts. <laughs> we're going to move this along. Number 10.
1: What? What's the number 10?
0: Okay, this is a prime example of a, a subgenre that no longer exists, or a type of movie that Definitely didn't get made today, but was so cozy to me, Clay. It was Uh the New England autumnal, like, kind of plucky comedy movie. Um, Directed by someone that you wouldn't expect to be directing one of these. With a cast of three really hot witches and Jack Nichols. Wait, that came out the same year? The same year! Cher had a great 1987
1: Wow, that's a great 1987. Um, so we already know that's it. George Miller um, was the director. Was George Miller, and 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 so the movie is The Witches of Eastwick. Yes. What if I just said I should have said Hocus Pocus?
0: <laughs> it's like Hocus Pocus. It was practical it was magic. It was the craft. craft. <laughs> All right. Number nine.
1: Oh wait, you know, no, no, hold up, hold up, hold up. We're getting ahead of us. Oh right. Would I watch this over watching Moonstruck again?
0: Uh I'm gonna let you answer first.
1: Okay. So here's the problem. I really wanna see Witches of Eastwick now, but I don't think I have a way to watch Witches of Eastwick. Clay, and if if that's the case, if that's the case, I'm going to probably just re-watch Moonstruck as soon Clay, as we're done I've, with I've this. I've got i have
0: I've gotta here, look. I gotta see. I'm I'm cheating, dude. I'm saying double feature. <laughs> But which one do you watch first, though? Mm, See, yeah. that's—I think that still counts. You can't which, watch which them is a Eastwick.
1: Which is Eastwick first? You gonna do which is Eastwick
0: first? Yeah, okay. because by the time you're done with that, the moon's up, Clay.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah
0: Pour yeah, the yeah. wine.
1: Pour a little glass cheese. of wine, like a middle-aged, you know. Uh, no, what was I calling you? A middle-aged mom. Yeah.
0: You're a middle-aged, middle-aged mom. mom.
1: Yeah. All
0: right. Number one.
1: That's not a bad choice, but I think I think the fact that like Moonstruck for me is much more readily available. Like I can just go watch it as soon. Su- I can just stop w- this now and go watch it. I'm number gonna have to nine. go with Moonstruck.
0: Number nine. All right. Clay. Number nine. The quintessential buddy cop movie.
1: Um, lethal weapons.
0: Yes, but it's just one lethal weapon.
1: Oh, okay. So it's just lethal weapon. Yeah. Okay. All right. I gotta. I gotta. I think I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. uh, Like, listen, Moonstruck is gonna win on all of these technically because I'm actually gonna probably, like I said, as soon as we get off this call, I'm gonna go rewatch Moonstruck. I don't blame you. But, but I was gonna do that no matter what movies were mentioned today. So, so in a normal sense, if I had to pick between rewatch, like if you gave me the option of right now, you could watch Lethal Weapon or Moonstruck. I think I'm still taking. I'm still taking Moonstruck, and I'm going to tell you why. I don't think Lethal Weapon is the best Lethal Weapon movie. Oh, okay. I think it's two. I think two's the best one.
0: I've never seen any of them.
1: Uh, they're fine. It depends on how much... So they're not perfect movies? They're not perfect movies.
0: Well, there you go. Yeah.
1: Um, but, um... It depends on how much you can you can, you're, you can can still stomach seeing young Mel Gibson after finding out what a race is big. Clay, is.
0: you know who you're talking... Yeah, I'm literally you. like Mel Gibson's number one fan. I love Mel Gibson.
1: I, this isn't a bit. I, I, know, I love Mel Gibson. I know Gibson. you do. I know you do. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. What would you Great pick? Great What would you pick?
0: Um, I've always wanted to see Lethal Weapon, but like you, I'm, I'm in the Moonstruck mood, dude. Yeah. I'm Moonstruck. Holy shit! Is
1: Moonstruck just going to sweep all ten? Has that happened yet? Y- no. Not even with Not even with the highest rated Nick Cage movie, uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. I don't think swept the whole ten.
0: Well, definitely not for me. That didn't sweep for
1: me. That didn't sweep for I you, really, but I don't I, think I don't. But I I don't even think I swept it. And I love that movie.
0: Yeah, I guess you're right.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and re listen. I'm gonna go re listen to Chain, just that. though.
0: <laughs> Kill Chain got more than it should have. Yeah. All right. Clay, number yeah. 8. All right, number 8. A buddy cop movie that grossed more than Lethal Weapon the same year that they uh-huh. both premiered. Uh-huh. But I have literally never heard anyone talk about this. Uh, it may be popular and I'm just unaware of it. It's um Is it a sequel? No. It's uh <laughs> Oh, it's starring uh, one of your favorite Forgotten Siblings and a uh, and one of the stars of Jaws. And I'm probably just going to tell you. Wait, no, hold up. I've never up, heard of this. Hold up,
1: hold up. You sure it's a buddy cop movie? Like, it's a comedy? Like, a buddy cop comedy kind of thing? Or? Blank
0: is a 1987 American buddy cop action comedy.
1: Wow, okay. So, one of the people from uh, Jaws. Jaws. And, um, what was the other clue you gave? one of your favorite forgotten siblings. So like one like Oh Esteves? So
0: yeah, Estevez and a person from Jaws.
1: I've never heard of this movie. Tell me.
0: Stakeout.
1: Huh, who's the person from Jaws? Richard
0: Dreyfus. I was gonna
1: say it's Richard Dreyfus and Emilio Estevez. I should have just like went with it.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. If I wasn't gonna literally Right now, after watching, like I've been wanting to like just the last couple of days, I've just been wanting to rewatch Moonstruck. So, like, I think the next this this whole like I'm gonna go watch Moonstruck again, like literally as soon as we get finished with this. That doesn't count. That yeah. doesn't count because like yeah. I need to watch that movie again. I've been needing to ever since I watched it. Yeah, like, take that out of the equation, or yeah. this is boring. Yeah, um, you're still
0: gonna watch it over Stakeout though. No, I'm.
1: Not nah, fuck it. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch Moonstruck. You know what? Fuck it. It's I fuck it. I want. I want Moonstruck to sweep. I want it to sweep, but I'm telling you now. I'm telling you now. I want to watch Stakeout. I want to Look watch that hot I, I want. I want Moonstruck to sweep all ten. And and so. But I would watch Stakeout. I really want to watch that movie now. That's like number three on my list. Because right, like I definitely gotta to watch some. Witches of Eastwick. And then after that, I'm gonna watch Stakeout. Number seven.
0: All right. Hold on. Just a second try to see if number seven is the movie i was thinking of it uh, uh, the movie i was thinking of okay okay number seven clay okay is another movie that i've <laughs> i don't think i've ever heard of this okay it's a comedy starring uh, a 1980s uh big leading young man uh big big star of the 80s and uh i i, I got I got nothing. I, I mean, it's it's a big comedy that I, I don't think I've... I personally have never heard of.
1: Michael J. Fox? Yeah. Okay.
0: But it's it's not like a big franchise movie. Right. It's just...
1: Um, Doc Holiday. No. Then, now, what is the... Doc Hollywood. That's what I'm thinking of. Doc Hollywood. That's, <laughs> I'm your Huckleberry. Yeah, Doc. Yeah, Doc.
0: Doc H- uh, I'm your Huckleberry, Doc. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a terrible Michael J. Fox. <laughs> bad. So bad. Was that... Is that kind of ableist? Like, were you, were you like trying to also do the Parkinson? Was that ableist too?
0: <laughs> I was just getting a character, dude. That's just oh, a funny man. thing he does. Is
1: it, hold up, hold up. Is it the one where, like, he, he joyrides with his dad's car, like his dad's
0: Ferrari? Uh, I'm just going off the poster here. He's he's getting shot out of a bottle of champagne. Oh, oh,
1: oh, fuck. I know, I know that movie poster, damn it. But I don't know the movie. Tell me, what is it?
0: The Secret of My Success.
1: Yes! I know that movie. Now, Clay, it,
0: tell like... me. One of, one of these Michael J. Fox movies is about all these people trying to get his semen, right? <laughs> or is that just a joke I've heard for the longest time and just took it for granted? I don't know. And like,
1: I don't know. Can you tell me anything about this movie?
0: I I got... I. I was hoping uh, they would. I was hoping Wikipedia would have a short summary, but it's got fucking nothing. So wow. let me look on Letterboxd real quick. Wow. I mean, it's got like a big long plot.
1: Success. Yeah. Yeah, I I know I've seen like the VHS box of this at Blockbuster before. Okay.
0: There's no such thing as an overnight success. Brantley Foster took two weeks, and then the 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 plot the the little bitty summary is. Brantley Foster, a well-educated kid from Kansas, has always dreamed of making it big in New York. But once in New York, he learns that jobs and girls are hard to get. When Brantley visits his uncle, Howard Prescott, who runs a a multi-million dollar company, uh, he is given a job in the company's mailroom. So it's about some kid getting a fucking job. Honestly, sounds boring as shit. I'm watching Moonstruck. Yeah,
1: no, Moonstruck all day. All oh, day, A-D-O day. Like, Doc yeah. Hollywood, yeah,
0: okay. Yeah, no, I'm that's the movie. The that's the way. movie
1: that uh, Pixar ripped off for Cars. They just, they just made Michael J. Fox a race. Car. Doc Hollywood, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, give what me number. I give me number, number. Give me number six.
0: All right, number six. Number six, Clay. Number six, eight. Oh wow, uh, this this grossed a lot less than I thought it. Did. Okay. Um, big gangster movie. Directed Uh, by a pervert. Um, Directed by a pervert who's a really good filmmaker. And uh, starring someone who just died not too long ago. Oh, yeah. Untouchables. Yeah. Who directed it? De Palma.
1: Oh. De Palma is a pervert?
0: I mean nothing's come out about him but all of his movies are about voyeurism and like uh, he's like he's very much like perverted like yeah, have okay. you ever seen yeah, yeah you haven't seen his sleazier movie
1: no, no 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 i've only yeah. seen i've only seen scarface and this i think
0: yeah watch body double and um doesn't he have a uh, nick
1: cage movie too
0: uh oh snake eyes yep. yeah i can't wait to
1: watch that so we'll, we'll, yeah we're we'll gonna get, get to that probably
0: sooner than we would like so watch dress to kill and body double and tell me that (laughs) man isn't a huge fucking
1: it's kind of like it's kind of like uh it's kind of like um um what's his face it's kind of like tarantino with his feet fetish
0: it's worse
1: oh god it's just like (laughs) it's like if it's like if fucking tarantino made a whole movie about feet fetish And then we're not supposed to think that he has a foot fetish. All right. Um. Ooh,
0: man. I would. I would choose Untouchables because Clay. I've never seen it. You've never seen it. No, and I really want to. All I've seen is the scene with Robert De Niro, like I want them dead. I want their families dead. That's pretty much all you need. Um.
1: I've been thinking about this movie recently, and I wonder if it's as good as I remember. It's gotta so be- that being Kevin said... Kevin
0: Costner, dude. Yeah. Sean Connery, dude. Yeah. Robert De Niro, dude. It's got to be good. Yeah. Uh,
1: which is why I'm watching Moon Truck next. <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> no, because like, here's the
1: thing: it. I'm being legit on this one. I watched this movie a lot as a teenager. I don't know if it holds up as well as I know it's like considered. It actually is considered really good. I don't think it's going to be as good as I remember it. So I want to, I want to, I want to go back to Moonstruck. Fair, Uh, Clay. You're
0: saying Moonstruck's going to sweep this. This is going to be a tough. I think the
1: only way. See, here's the thing, Hayden. What I know though is Temple of Doom did not come out in 1987. So I'm pretty much. I feel like I'm safe.
0: I didn't think you liked Temple of Doom. It's an Indiana
1: Jones movie that's not King of the Crystal Skull. I will have to pick that movie.
0: It's not Temple of Doom, but this is this is gonna be the first one that I think. I don't oh
1: know. man, you you want to put some money on it? You you want to put some action on it? Twenty dollars, sure. come on, twenty dollars. No, no, we're not gonna do that. No, no, no. no. <laughs>
0: no, no, no. Ain't nobody got no twenty dollars. Yeah. All right. Um, it it's a movie we've already talked about today.
1: Oh. Oh.
0: Weirdly enough, also starring Cher.
1: Wait, I thought we already did. Which which is vswick
0: We did. Oh. <laughs> It's Moonstruck, right? Yeah, it's Moonstruck. <laughs> Moonstruck.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, Oh, <Huh>, Clay. What? <laughs> well, this is so tough. Do I watch Moonstruck <laughs> or do I watch Moonstruck? I mean, I'm I all over the place. <laughs> I think you watch them both. I think you do a double feature. feature. Double feature. You somehow watch both movies and say, yeah, no. Yeah, I'm watching, of course I'm going to watch Moonstruck again. Yeah, I
0: wasn't going to give you that $20, play, <laughs> Captain. <caffeine. laughs>
1: All right, number four. Yeah, you uh, would have just had uh, to give me twenty dollars because, like, the only answer was (laughs) that was a terrible. That was that would have been a terrible bet. Like, I thought you were being legit. You were just you were just being funny.
0: Uh, I'm never legit if I can help it. Yeah, number four. All right, a big comedy that I've never seen. Okay, God, I haven't. I really haven't seen any '80s movies. Um, big comedy that I've never seen. I think that. Even I know it from the name though, because the name is the most quoted line from the movie. Everyone knows it. Starring a big comedy star who is no longer with us. Okay. And it's got fatigues on the on the cover, which is um good.
1: Like think about it. Like Oh. What but it does it have somebody else who is still with us?
0: I mean I'm sure almost everybody else who is in the movie is still with us. Uh, The only person I know that's in it is a big comedian who's now dead.
1: Wait, is is it a John Candy movie? No. Okay. Is it? Is it? The
0: name is. Is it? it Good Morning Vietnam. (laughs) I didn't know what else. I didn't know what else I could give you. Oh. 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 Yeah, I'm going Moonstruck. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because I like. Nah, if it was
0: Flubber, we might (laughs) have a difference.
1: If it was. If if this was like later in his career, was like I honestly, Goodwill Hunting would have given me pause because I kind of been wanting to watch that movie. I've never seen it. I've never seen it either, but I really want to. I saw like a I saw a thing that was a YouTube video where like a therapist broke down one of the scenes between Matt Damon and 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 Robin Williams, and like it just the the humanity that 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 commentary brought to it made me really want to go see it.
0: You know, what other movie has a lot of humanity in it though. Moon
1: Moonstruck. And like Moonstruck, obviously, I'm gonna watch that before I watch a
0: Good Morning Vietnam because it's a fine movie, but it's not, it's not, it's not his best. Did you ever see that movie with him and Walter Matthau in it called The Survivors? No,
1: but I want to. Is that I on the list? Seeing
0: that is a. No, I remember yeah. seeing that as a child and thinking that shit was so funny.
1: <laughs> I like Walter Matthau, but it's mostly... I love Walter Matthau. That's mostly because of the 1990s... Let's do him next season. This, this is mostly for the 1990s Dennis the Menace movie.
0: <laughs> I knew you were going to say yeah, that. Yeah, I've Dude, talked
1: about that a the, lot.
0: The painted hamburgers or steaks or whatever that was, that shit looks so good. Yeah, it
1: did, didn't it? Yeah. Anyway. Also, um, did you know, like... um. Clay, I just that, no, no, no! Go. Hold up! I gotta do this. I gotta an say this hour and a
0: half. We've been recording an hour and a half.
1: No, okay, yeah, we have. We started late. Uh, all right. What What do you got for me? Number three. Number
0: three. Comedy movie.
1: Comedy movie. Big a sequel. A big year for comedies. Eighties were huge for. Comedies. Yeah, eighties are huge for comedies. But you can't. You Whoa, can't be fun. You, not? you can't be fun anymore. So, like, comedies. You can't make comedies anymore because you can't be yeah. funny. Yeah, Yeah.
0: that's what Todd Phillips said. He's the funniest guy I know. Yeah,
1: like he's right. Like he's the smartest man out there. Like he made Joker. Like you know, so you know, like he knows what's going on.
0: Clay, comedy sequel.
1: Comedy sequel,
0: starring another huge comedy leading man of the '80s. Oh, it's an action comedy film.
1: Beverly Hills Cop Two.
0: Yeah. Hell yeah! Good job.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Moonstruck. Um. So. Beverly Hills Cop 1, then Moonstruck, then Beverly Hills Cop 2. So I guess what I'm saying is before I'd watch Beverly Hills Cop 2, I'm watching Moonstruck.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Number 2. Cuz the Clay. first one's good, but I don't I don't know about the second one.
0: Number 2, Clay. Okay. A psychological erotic thriller. Ooh. Directed by a pervert. Not, <laughs> directed by someone who makes a lot of these psychological erotic thrillers. Including a movie that uh, co-starred Danny Aiello that I mentioned before.
1: Oh, is it the guy Fact, who the did? Mo- is it the guy who did Jacob's Ladder? Yeah. Fuck. Who is that guy?
0: Adrian Lynn. I don't uh, think that'll I help. Me. Won't help me. But he directed this psychological uh, sexy thriller uh-huh. starring a guy who got throat cancer from uh, going down on his wife, is what he said. <laughs> oh shit speaking of our earlier conversation about these old people i
1: don't know who that is i can't think but i know i know that but i can't think of who it can you uh,
0: believe he said that
1: (laughs) (laughs) i can't believe someone actually said it but like props to that person uh Uh, just tell me who what this one is i i have no clue fatal attraction ah shit who was that that said that they throw kids michael douglas oh oh that's he was like he was like
0: I was going down on Catherine Zeta-Jones so much I got throat cancer.
1: <laughs> uh, Michael Douglas. Yeah, Moonstruck. I don't. I don't want to watch a psychological erotic
0: thriller right now. I just want to watch Moonstruck. Yeah, you know what's erotic and psychological and thrilling? Moonstruck. <laughs> uh, number one, Clay. Number one with a bullet. It is like amazing to me i knew this movie was a hit i didn't realize it was the highest grossing movie of the year that it
1: okay it's a comedy
0: it's a comedy <laughs> and just imagining the name it sounds like a bad sitcom that would have been canceled after three episodes
1: huh okay who's in it
0: it stars three i can't believe i oh, it stars three, three big three men and a baby uh, th- three men yeah, and a baby men... <laughs> Does that not the, sound like a sitcom that yeah, would like a sitcom, a that, sitcom wouldn't last. that
1: shouldn't last.
0: Oh, man. That was the highest grossing movie man, of In 1987. Isn't that insane? And I was going to say it stars yeah. a ghost. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, that would have gave it away for sure. Like, once you said three, I was like, oh, I got this.
0: Speaking of Tom so, Selleck, have you ever seen uh, uh, Quigley Down Under? Yes. Like, I Actually,
1: actually... Movie. First DVD I ever owned.
0: Dude, that's a good that's DVD. A good,
1: that's a good dad movie, too.
0: That's a great that's second a- season dad movies. You got it. Break the format. <laughs> break, doing, the format. break the format. We're
1: just going to break the format. We're going to go dad movies next. That's our Father's Day special as we just rank our favorite dad. Oh, my God. No, hate it. That's great. Let's rank Can our you... favorite dad movies on Father's Day. Please. Yes.
0: Okay. Yes. Can you believe this, Clay? Okay. Guess. Okay. Guess the billing of the three actors. I
1: guarantee you, Gutenberg's top, isn't he? Because that you no, be he's surprised. second. Oh, he's second,
0: but still. I mean, Tom Selleck's... How spirit? is he? How is he over Ted Danson?
1: Yeah, yeah. Is this is this like post Cheers though? This has got to be post Cheers, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. <sighs> or oh, no, wait, was like, it at, like the height
1: of Cheers? That's a good question.
0: Was it the height of Cheers? Hold on.
1: That's an Cheers. Exercise.
0: Yeah. Cheers ran from nineteen eighty two to nineteen ninety three. Oh, this is like Pete Cheers. Has how to is be. he? How is Goot over dance? I mean, he was in
1: Police Academy. That doesn't excuse it. <laughs> not. I mean, a good he movie. was in. A, not a good movie.
0: He was in a. Uh, hold on. Let me look here. <laughs> oh, hold on. Oh wait, I thought he was in Dracula, Dead and Loving.
1: <laughs> I do know that he is in uh, the. He was in Zeus he, and he,
0: Roxanne.
1: You stole the the second one. I was gonna do. I was gonna say <laughs> the '90s classic Mary Kay and Ashley Olsen movie. It takes two.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. He's in a. He's in an upcoming movie about Roe vs. Roe v Wade. That movie. I just
1: realized something. That movie does not explain why those two random kids are twins.
0: Roe v Wade. <laughs> No, It Takes Two with Mary-Kate at That okay. movie
1: does... No- also, speaking of Cheers, another Cheers person, Kirsty Alley's in that movie.
0: Do you want to know who else is in Roe v. Wade, Clay? Who else is in Roe v. Wade? John Voight. Oh, oh God. Our favorite actor. <laughs> yeah. Have we established that? I mean, I'm assuming everybody knows. Everybody can assume... Because uh, that video he came out with recently, we was like, we got to stand behind. Our oh, president.
1: that's right. I forgot about that. I knew he was like a crazy Republican, but I forgot about that part. He's awesome. All right. He's, so, uh, it, uh,
0: you know, I bought a LeBaron because someone told me that it was his car.
1: <laughs> You're not actually George Costanza.
0: <laughs> I will be.
1: <laughs> when you get bit in the R by John Voight, you'll become Costanza. <laughs> You'll That's just like lose. You'll lose like a lot of your hair. You'll probably lose like a couple inches. I don't know. That's what you... She said. Um. All right. So Hayden, we have to answer the final question. We have to go. The. Oh
0: my God. Milo Yiannopoulos is in it. Uh, can He's we... in no, the Roe v Wade. No. Can we stop? He's in the I can't. No. Nope, nope.
1: We're done. We're not talking about Roe v Wade anymore. We're done. William. Fo- no. So wait.
0: Is Is Steve Gutenberg a, a conservative? Because Tommy Laren is in this movie
1: I, I I mean Look I'm pretty sure if you have Like This a, is just like a no, listen, This is just an online listen, shit posting Listen, movie. listen, listen Hayden I'm pretty sure if you have $500 And a discontinued uh, Subway punch card With one punch remaining You can get Steve Gutenberg to be in your movie
0: Stacy Dash is in this movie <laughs> Why are <laughs> why they are, acting and Why are like, you what?
1: so obsessed with this movie Can we move on this is gonna be amazing we've got to do no, an episode on this no dude
0: we no. have to you're just
1: like Nick Cage is in this like fuck now we have to
0: <laughs> and then like I watch it
1: I'm like where was Nick Cage and like oh you, my you, god for like a, a brief second you like stitch in like a clip like a, a single frame of Nick Cage you're like Yo, he's right there you missed him like it's like Fight Club this is
0: awesome
1: I'm I'm gonna go get my phone so I can do my section you asshole
0: alright yeah go get your phone Go get your fucking shine box. I don't think he heard that. He left.
1: Okay, we got to move this along cuz it's time for everybody's favorite segment, cage-free movies.
0: Oh, my favorite game. I think I'm I it, think it what? It, I think it's 10 to 1 and uh, <laughs> I'm winning clay, right?
1: <laughs> I think you've gotten two.
0: Yeah, I think And maybe can
1: I can I be honest with you? I think you're going to get 3. Okay. Yeah because uh, because here's the thing here's the thing this mo- th- these three movies have a theme. Oh the theme is is that it's three people who've received visions from God. Okay So after his wife leaves him, a fry cook after having a vision from God emulates a TV superhero and transforms himself into a costume vigilante. That's your number one that's a. So as we all as we all know, we're doing cage free movies. You gotta you gotta you you've gotta try to avoid at this point. You gotta avoid the cage free movies to find the one that has the Nick Cage in it. Uh, Wait, okay, so we're doing two cage free. We're doing two cage free movies. You gotta pick the Nick Cage one because that that will actually last us until the end of this podcast if we keep if we choose to do it for the whole thing. Because otherwise, we were gonna run out halfway through.
0: Unless you're tricking me here, I think I got this one.
1: Uh, an ex-con, uh, unemployed handyman receives a vision from God telling him to capture Osama bin Laden and armed with only a single sword purchased from a home shopping network.
0: Whatever this is, sounds so good. (laughs) Is that also starring Milo Yiannopoulos and Tommy Lahren?
1: After released from prison, two brothers reunite and embark on a mission from God to save the orphanage they grew up in.
0: You know, I I told you I thought I had this. I, I don't have this at all, actually. It's, it's not number one, because that's like that movie Super with Rain Wilson, right. I think. Um second one is about Osama bin Laden. <laughs> a a
1: guy from from a vision receives a vision from God to go capture <laughs> Osama bin Laden. With a single sword bought from a home shopping network.
0: Um, I don't think... I feel like if there was a Cage movie about Osama Bin Laden, I would have heard about it. So, I want to... But I, I, I don't know of a movie where Cage meets up with his brother out of prison after a... Oh, wait. Okay, hold on. Say, say the... Say the... See again.
1: Um... After his release from pri- after their release from prison, two brothers reunite and embark on a mission from God to save the orphanage they grew up in.
0: Okay, that al- that almost sounded like a trick and you're and you're slipping in raising Arizona on <laughs> William Forsyth and John Goodman. yeah um the orphan okay so an orphanage movie in Osama bin Laden uh, I'm just gonna mm, I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say there is a Nick Cage song Bin Laden movie because I, I can't wait to watch that if it's true. Hey, and I'm only going to give this to you
1: because how the fuck did you not immediately recognize they're on a
0: mission from God? I've never seen Blues Brothers. <laughs> okay, so Clay's acting like he's upset, but right now he's upset that I haven't seen a movie directed by a man who's killed two children and Vic Morrow for a twilight zone movie so you know clay likes to get on soapbox about a lot of stuff all the time i kind of like to get him on the soapbox because it's kind of funny to me but here's the thing john landis is worse than almost any other celebrity we've ever talked shit on on this podcast he's actually murdered people
1: did you see what you just made me do
0: yeah i just ranted about john landis while you were gone because you can talk all kinds of shit about all these different people for being dirty dogs and whatnot. John Landis legit murdered three people for a Twilight Zone movie. Okay. And then he got away scot-free. Th- that's the system, is the problem, No, <laughs> No, right. no, 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 no. He, sh- he pretty much piloted the helicopter himself.
1: <laughs> that's not true, but... But, um... Yeah, to to be. Did fair. you ever
0: read that interview where Eddie Murphy talked about kicking his ass? <laughs> oh God, no. Because he he was like he was like Eddie, you like didn't defend me and or you didn't come to defend me in court or whatever. Because Eddie and Eddie was like, yeah, because you did something wrong, dude. And then <laughs> John Landis was like being a dick to him on a movie that on a movie set, and like uh, Eddie Murphy like kicked his ass. It's so great. It's a great story. Okay, well, guess what? Here, ha. Ha ha! What's the Osama ha. bin Laden movie? So
1: here's the thing. Here's the thing, smart guy. John Land- Landis hadn't killed anybody whenever uh, he made Blues Brothers.
0: I don't care. It's uh, tainted all of his work, Clay. Oh, uh, not Blues
1: Brothers.
0: Not Blue- Blues Brothers. got I will never uh, Aretha, find out.
1: Is Aretha Franklin? It's got it's got Ray Charles. It's got Cab Calloway. It's Clay, you amazing- could
0: tell me that it has Osama bin Laden in it, and I would never find out.
1: And it's got it's got an amazing version of of rawhide in it. Like that movie's good. John Candy's in it. May he rest in peace. <laughs> oh my God, you you just admitted that you're like Mel Gibson's number one fan. Mel Gibson hasn't killed three people. <laughs> okay, let me ask you something. Are you a fan of Matthew Broderick? Do you like any of Matthew Broderick's work?
0: Not particularly.
1: (laughs) What about the I mean, I love
0: Manchester. I love Manchester by the Sea, but he's only in it for one scene. What about the Lion King? And he's a dick in it.
1: Huh? What about The Lion King?
0: Not even in my top 10 Disney movies, Clay. But I mean, you can't beat me here.
1: It's whatever. What about Ferris Bueller?
0: I I legit don't care about Ferris Bueller. That movie has a murderer and a child pedophile in it. Not a child pedophile, but, you know, a pedophile. pedophile.
1: Ah, uh, I.
0: But you know, here's the awful thing. I mean, I love a lot of Tim Burton movies, and they all got Jeffrey Jones in them. <laughs> but he hey. hasn't killed anybody, to my knowledge.
1: God, I I can't believe you're hating on fucking Blues Brothers like this. No, Carrie I no Fisher!
0: I. No, I just like to talk shit on John Landis. Yeah, I'm fine with that. He's a murderer. That. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, you're right. Okay, all right. Hold on about Carrie Fisher. I don't care about Carrie Fisher. Why, why do I care about Carrie Fisher? She's I'm fine. not a big star. I'm not a
1: big no, but Carrie singer. Fisher's awesome besides Star Wars, though.
0: I wouldn't None know. Of... What would I know her from?
1: Uh, it's, it's more about, like, as a personality. Well, I never paid attention to anything in any in interviews. Oh, you're missing out. Did
0: you ever see There's the a episode? world Did out you out not there, see Clay. the
1: 30 Rock episode she's in? That's great. No, no.
0: I've seen maybe two episodes of 30 Rock. Oh, God. I, I don't know if I keep doing this, man. Here's the thing. There's a lot of people that work on TV shows, Clay. One of those people may have killed somebody. (laughs) Oh,
1: I did a shot of whiskey to get through you shitting on Blues Brother, and it's not helping. I don't think it's enough. Like, I literally got up to go take a shot of whiskey just to be able to handle dealing with this, and it's not working.
0: Uh, Oh. I think the good news is... What is the Osama Bin Laden movie, Clay?
1: I don't remember, but yes, that is the Nick Cage movie.
0: How do Uh, you not remember this?
1: Because we're going to eventually watch it anyway, so why do I have to remember what the name is?
0: I can't imagine that it would ever leave your brain if you heard that he bought a sword off a home shopping network and went out to kill Osama Bin Laden.
1: (laughs) It's the 2016 movie, Army of One.
0: Literally... Never in my life heard of this. I've never heard of it either. But, who, boy,
1: we're going to get to watch it soon. It's got a 25% of Rotten Tomatoes.
0: How does it have a 25%? A bunch Uh, of like, bunch of like jingoistic chuds are like, man, I got to catch this movie where he kills Osama. Also, like, wasn't Osama Bin Laden
1: dead for like six years when this movie came out? That's what they tell us. Oh, man. Holy shit it's based on a true story.
0: <laughs> America. Oh. We got him. <laughs> oh. America. They're... Nick Cage got him.
1: Oh my god. Oh my god! I can't wait till we watch this movie. I'm not gonna say anymore. I'm not gonna fucking say. Wait. Anymore. So the
0: name of it is Zero Dark Thirty, <laughs> directed by Catherine Bigelow.
1: Yes. No. It's, it's it's Army of One. I'm not. Don't look anything else up about it. I can't wait to talk about the behind the scenes stuff because it's wild.
0: You're gonna have to explain it to me because I probably well, won't do when, the research. Good.
1: I'm gonna wait until we actually get to the movie when it gets on our list. Cause it's gotcha. wild, and I can't wait for it. Cause it's crazy. So what
0: are we doing next time? Oh, oh so, I gotta guess it. No, guess so
1: it. so, as of right now, our next movie, uh, we're gonna do another another special episode where our our theme song writer, Shoes Robinson, aka Cool Cool Trimble. Nice. Uh, is going to be on cool. the podcast, and uh, he wanted to do the movie Knowing. So we're skip. Love Knowing. We're going to skip ahead to Knowing, and that's uh, that's where we're at. So... Love
0: Knowing. <laughs>
1: so I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, actually, I can. This was one of the movies I wasn't looking forward to, and I was kind of happy that it's. How way, are you not looking forward it's to this? Way, this way, it was like fun. it's not. It's not that low. It's not super low on the list. So it was like we're going to get good. through a couple. Or, oh, it's not. According to the critics on Rotten Tomatoes, it's not good. It's it Who is definitely to critics, it is definitely got a low two-digit number. It's like it's hey, out of the it's out it's of single two. digits. It's out of single digits, but it's in, it's like I think it's at ten percent or something like that. It's low. But the thing yeah, is, is like <laughs> the thing is, is that Nick Cage has a lot of movies that are under ten <laughs> percent. A lot oh, more, a, a lot more than somebody like Nick Cage should be. A lot. We're more. already out of
0: the 90s uh, in the higher percentage, are No,
1: I think we still. I think we're still got a, a couple in the 90s. So all right, all yeah. right, Hayden, you got any plugs?
0: Um, uh, why you need something? I I just <laughs> that dude. was my joke about you buying weed. Anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah, I uh, yeah, check out Texas Roadkill Volume uh, Five. Um, I got a short story in that I got another short story coming up in another anthology that I'm forgetting the name of but follow me on Instagram at Hayden comes alive for more info on that and uh, check out my friend Jenna's podcast scream service it's a horror podcast and I've guested on quite a few episodes of that Uh, I'm going to be on a few um, for this month because we're talking about different Christmas time horror stuff so that'll be cool. Uh, what about uh, you clay
1: and as always you can find me at the underscore red underscore clay um you know come get a follow also you can find uh the podcast at uh rttm pod on twitter as well so you can keep up with the new episodes uh hey i need i need to ask you something i need to ask you something for real What is it? you want me to take my heartache and put it away and
0: forget it And you're going to need it. (laughs) All right. Good night, everybody. (laughs) Good night.